Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the show that absolutely positively is guaranteed not to cause gingivitis, only on the Sports Box Network. Host of characters tonight, I am Hampton Mike Galetta, along with Mike Velarde, Brian, the Ranger Attard, Tony Quigley, and, and Anthony Morella. Some other hosts will be along occasionally through the night. This is the 2020 <laughs> NFC Draft Great Show. Gentlemen, how's everybody today? Fantastic as always. Living the dream. Yeah, can't wait to get to the Philadelphia Eagles to get two guys, three, two guys in here, opinion, and the Cowboys. We will get to that shortly, but, of course, Brian will brush you up on some other things. Guys, welcome to the show tonight. Hey, listen, how about draft weekend? Record number of views, and not quite as much as the Super Bowl, but still a record number of views. Um, appreciate all the support. We had close to 11,000 total views in our draft shows. That is awesome. And that was the draft, not even counting the preview. The NFL, I think, was up 37% off last year. Yeah, don't get used to that. It's just because nobody had anything to do. <laughs> they will absolutely take it. That's for yeah. sure. I'm making a post. Oh, no. What are you? What are you posting? Uh, nice hair, do man. Thanks. Need a haircut. Just had that like five minutes here. Um. So where do you want to start? I mean, I, I have my agenda. We going we going alphabetically or how do you want to well, do? It? We're, we're gonna we're gonna start in alphabetical order, starting with the division that's frankly most important to us. I mean, mo- I'm sorry, I'm sorry, most of us. The NFC South. Yeah, no, no. Um, we're gonna start with the NFC East. Right. There, and we're gonna start with America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, and. It started off with a bang, and the rest of it was pretty damn good. Anybody want to start on the Cowboys? Well, let's let the Cowboys fans do it. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say let the Cowboy guys take the floor. I mean, talk about you know saving the best for last, Brian. You're going to start off with the Cowboys? He loved the Cowboys draft. Hey, hey, Braden. Yeah, so why don't, why don't you start, and then I could correct you. Okay, well, that's Ooh. fine. Well, so – Hey, listen, obviously, C.D. Lamb, 17th overall. You obviously had him higher than that. That's, he should have gone higher than that. However, he wasn't really a need for the Cowboys. So is it is it Zeke over Ramsey? No, I'm, I'm not going to go to that impact. I'm not going to say that. Um, but I, I look at their receivers, and I look at who else was there, and I say, do we really need to go this direction? And clearly – I didn't think that we need to go this direction. It's the same thing as Zeke. I'm not going to be upset that I have the player. I'm going to. I'm just. I'm going to love the player. I already bought the T-shirt. But the point is, there were other needs. That what number is he? That's all. But I'm going to take him back to his mother, and you can correct me. Is he number two? Oh, I, actually, it's kind of interesting about the CD Lamb uh, jersey number thing. I don't know if you guys heard or not. Um, that they're actually talking. Uh, Jerry Jones wants him to wear 88 to honor his uh, old Oklahoma teammate. Um, and CD Lamb is actually saying he wants to wear number 10. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out. So if you, all the rookies' numbers kind of already came out yesterday, except Lamb. So no one really knows what he's going to wear. Okay. Um, it's oh, there. Good, Bri. You're back. I'm, I'm, I just, I'm I just glad to just, you're uh, here. The show just got ugly here again. So Brian T, what number is he wearing? Uh, he wants to wear 10. Jerry wants him to wear 88. We're going to find what out. Number you, what number did you get? Whatever comes out. Of course, out. Jerry has his hand in that, too. Whatever comes. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah like I like, – Jerry like said I the request out of Jerry Jones. Unbelievable. I'd be like, pay me a little bit more. Li- I'll wear whatever you want. 
<laughs> Listen, well, for, well, the first first thing that came out your mouth, Brian, was that the wide receiver position wasn't a position in need for the Cowboys, and and it actually was a position in need for the Cowboys. So right then and there, you and burned. Why was it need? Yeah. Uh, Randall Cobb. They they have they have a huge. Randall hold Cobb of- stinks. Okay, who's playing <laughs> slot? Okay, so who's playing slot receiver? So I got to spend a first round pick on a slot receiver. Who's playing slot receiver? Go find somebody. Who cares? That's not that important. <laughs> you got the best, you know, listen. Listen, that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Absolutely Brian, ridiculous for what you said. Look is there any position in the first round that you're high on, Brian? Say what? Is there any position in the first round that you're high on? Sure. Offensive line, defensive line, secondary, you know, things that are more important. They're not reliant on everything else to be successful. So you go right. back to, if you go back to Ramsey versus Zeke, Zeke is in a position that is A, easily replaceable, and B, you don't want to give a second contract to. That didn't work out. Jalen Ramsey's a stud. So it's, it's a little different though. It's it's a, it's a big difference because everybody knew Zeke was going to be there, Ramsey's going to be there and they had their choice. You know, you're talking about by far the best player available on the board still. I, okay. I understand that. I understand. Now 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 what I, what I said to you after the end of the first round is let's wait to see how this draft plays out because it was absolutely loaded on the back end with Cowboy needs and they addressed their needs perfectly in this draft. So why don't you go out and you want to talk a little bit about on their draft entirely and instead of just having uh, well, because, a no, about every team in the damn league goes three wideouts, but we don't need a slot receiver. We don't need a third receiver. They you play could, three wideouts every in, time. In, in a deep receiver draft, you're not going to convince me you couldn't have gotten one later. That's all. You could have got a player there. Again, if Clavon Chase on was the other guy that we're considering, was there anybody like Clavon Chase on available in round two and three? I don't yeah. think so. Yes, absolutely. Okay. They, 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 listen, first of all, you're, you're, no one was comparing Chase on to be you know, neck and neck as the best defensive end in the draft. Nobody. Not so, one person said Clavon Chase on could be the best. He was like the fifth or sixth defensive lineman at best. People were saying C.D. Lamb. Okay, could have been neck and neck, except I guess on the Raiders draft board as the number one receiver in a draft. No one even came close to saying that to Chase on Chase on was mocked anywhere from mid to late uh, mid mid first to mid second. That's where his that's where his range was. And you've seen how so many people came up and got needs full heartedly. So they had opportunity to grab who a lot of people said was the best receiver in a draft at 17. Okay, it's not like Chase Young or somebody else fell and they were like, oh, well, we don't need the best. You know, they took the best player and then they followed it up, knocking, knocking it out of the park in the rest of the draft. I'm not disputing anything they did on day two on. I was I I loved every pick. There was nothing I really had any problems with. What I'm saying is, I I understand it. I understand he he was not supposed to be there and they, they stay true to their board. But at the same time. You're putting a lot of resources into this one position. Now, having said that, in two years, they walk from Cooper. I get it. But it wasn't the biggest need they had. I, I like you to like go fill that big need for me. That's just how I like to – I prefer my teams to draft. Like, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, you talked about that before the draft, and, you know, it, it doesn't seem like you're <laughs> – you're, you're realizing the difference between best player available to no, I just disagree. the top players in the draft. That's fine. I, I, I have a disagreement with you on that. I, again, if the best player – I wish we did this during the Randy Moss draft and, and you could have flamed out on that one. That's fine. Greg Ellis, yeah. He's a, yeah. He's a, he's a listen, Greg Ellis is solid in the time he was with the Cowboys. But it's Randy friggin' Moss. 
CD Lamb's going to be a good player for them. The quarterback's a problem, but that's. And I want to I want to jump in here just for the one pick. I think the Cowboys are, are victims of circumstances. Can I go back to the kind of the Bucks draft that they had a couple years ago at the 19th slot? They had a guy picked out. They I believe they had a, a secondary guy picked out. But when OJ Howard fell to them, all plans changed. And I kind of think it worked out well for the Cowboys. Maybe in the first round, they weren't looking wide receiver because of the Cooper signing. But when a guy like C.D. Lamb falls all the way to your spot, how do you pass him over, I think is what the Cowboys said. And they, they're going to make it work. Um, I don't know if down the road they were going to take any more wideouts, if they plan to. But like I said, when, when C.D. Lamb got there, I think I just perked up for the Cowboys and said, we got to take this, let's make it work. And maybe they look back at Moss and say, we're not letting this happen again. And that's fine. I get it. It just, it wasn't their big need. I want to go to Ant and Mike because they haven't been talking this whole time. Mike, you want to go? I was kind of following this this morning and uh, Ryan Clark made a good point. I don't know if anybody watched this morning. Ryan Clark made a good point and he said he probably wouldn't have went this route. Um, but he said that his whole argument was he thinks that the Eagles are sort of are still the team to beat in the NFC just for one reason only. The, the Cowboys didn't have a problem scoring this year. The, the problem was their defense. So you add a guy like CeeDee Lamb to the mix, they might still score 28 to 30 points a game, yep. but who are they going to – are they going to be able to stop anybody? They couldn't stop the Eagles last year with – well, Amari Cooper kind of tanked it in the last game of the year, but uh, – more or less, they couldn't stop a team that, that didn't have a 500-yard receiver. Um, you know, and now you add Darius Slay in the mix and a couple other guys. The Eagles had a pretty decent draft, and we'll get to that. But, you know, I don't – add. listen, I don't think that they had a problem with the pick of C.D. Lamb, but did they add enough guys defensively? And you have some questionable free agents that they added, you know, Alden Smith and the guys that you really don't know what they're going to bring to your team. You know, are they going to stay healthy? Are they going to have uh, drug lapses during the year or whatever the hell that was going to happen with these guys? You know, wh wh what's going to happen during the year? Yeah, but, we're, but Mike, I mean, you have a valid point, but if, if we can't overlap, analyze just that one pick and not address everything else in the draft because right, they right. filled their needs. Right. Not like, yeah. and like they could have. was a good pick. Diggs was a good pick, I think. Uh, and the defensive tackle, Gallimore, was good. Um, yep. I, th I think that they had a really good draft as far as grade wise. I gave them a good grade. You yeah. know, I'm just saying, I think that they really had to make that pick. You know, like I, I agree with you, Tony. I'm just saying, um, I think that some people look at it as, oh, well, they really should have went defense there, but did it, did the rest of their draft make them better on defense rather than taking that wide receiver that they kind of really didn't need in the first round? It's kind of like, it's kind of the same thing with, the Eagles, and we'll get to them with their second round pick. Well, yeah, but no, they're 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 the rest of their draft absolutely made them better on the defensive right. side. I mean, right. they took they took Diggs and they took Robinson, were two corners that absolutely fit their scheme perfectly. Good size press corner. Diggs is more immediate impact. He has an NFL pedigree with his brother Stefan. You know, Gallimore, Diggs and Gallimore both were talked about as being end of the first round picks. Okay, and I, I don't know if you guys remember during the draft coverage too. The, the defensive end that they got, Brennan and I, from Utah, I was saying, listen, in the third round, I'd love to get this kid. But then Gallimore's yeah. – and the kid falls to the fifth round. So it seemed like the Dallas – a lot of things just fell perfectly for Dallas. And here's the other thing, too. 
We're talking about if you look at San Fran and what they did getting Trent Williams. Oh, you got to include Trent Williams' draft. There is a lot of smoke coming out that the Cowboys are going to sign Everson Griffin. If they sign Everson Griffin, that just makes the CD Lamb pick even better mm-hmm. because you're 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 injecting a defensive end in there that doesn't have the headaches but has all the talent. And but that's the thing right now, right? We look at what Robert Quinn did last year. Robert Quinn's in Chicago. Had a great year going opposite Lawrence. Lawrence was double teamed, could not really get a whole lot, but he did draw coverage that way, so that was allowed the other end to get there. It's either an A, Alden Smith, or Randy Gregory. Like that doesn't that's not really confidence inspiring. So I'm again, I'm gonna love C D Lamb. I give the Cowboys an A because everything else they hit out of the park. And they were a victim that they were the team that they waited and they took the guys that fell. I happen to love their draft. I'm going to love CeeDee Lamb, but it wasn't a need that I felt you had to put that resource in. Having said that, Cooper's probably gone in two years. Ant, I didn't really go to you on this. No, that's fine. Um, I think Nick kind of touched on it earlier. You have Gallup and you have Cooper. You got to kind of grade it out and, and project it down the road. It's not just about this year. It, I think Lamb can be every bit as good as Cooper down the road, and I think Lamb can be better than Michael Gallup. So if you take that, you don't have to pay Gallup. And you don't have to keep Cooper if that's how you project this out. I think Lamb was a – I would have gone bananas if the Eagles were able to get him. I think the Cowboys did a marvelous job being able to, you know, have the balls to pull the trigger there. Um, and, listen, he's going to haunt the Eagles for years to come. It's just – it is what it is. Um, unfortunately, as an Eagles fan. But they have to take best player available there. Um, like I said, you're projecting this out down the road. You see Cooper's got big money. You're going to have to take Gallup. Maybe you think uh, Lamb is, is going to be better than both of them down the road. Who knows? But I thought it was a home run for Jerry for short. Yeah, I think um, I think I, I have to give it to the Cowboys, too. I think I give him an A for, for the draft. Um, you know, C.D. Lamb pick kind of fell in their lap, but they still made the pick. So I like it. And Tony hit on the best when they said they, like Mike said, they addressed needs that they had on defense. I mean, they picked up two corners and Diggs and Robinson. And then they picked up a defensive tackle in Gallimore, I think, slide right into that system. And, you know, two out of the three at least could play now. So yeah. that's something that you really look for in the draft. You look at guys that could do something now. But even on the back end with Anaya and, and even Danucci, I mean, if you drafted a quarterback, okay, you, you pick up a quarterback late, whatever. It might not, might not even make the team might not play. But even so, you're addressing these that, that they're looking for, not just best available. I, I give the Cowboys an eye. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Said a lot. I will, I will say this. It is setting up that Prescott to be like, listen, if you can't succeed with this around you, we're not going to pay you. I was, mm-hmm. was going to say that. I mean, he go, he goes from being, as you call it, an average quarterback to, yep. listen, if you can't if you can't succeed with these weapons, you got an issue. Yep. Gave him weapons. Definitely gave him weapons. So, yeah, I mean, I think university, they, they were they were given a, a, a great, a great uh, grade by pretty much everybody, so. And a couple uh, comments too, Brian, have came across that make a lot of point too. I mean, this could be a setup for Gallup too. Gallup is maybe could make big money next year. So here's a guy in C D Lamb where just, you know, take over that spot if they don't want to get rid of if they get rid of Gallup for some reason. Absolutely. Next up in the NFC East is the New York football giants. Start off with a bang at four with Thomas the tackle. Alphabetically, you're off, man. No, I am not. Welcome, B M P W. C and E. The way I go. Um, Cowboys. Oof. Dallas, New York, Philadelphia, Washington. Yeah, I go C E. 
That's all good. Tell you. And you run the show, guys. The New York Let's Giants. Go 15 had, minutes in, we're talking alphabetically. They, went, right. they went with a tackle at four. Not that that was a big surprise, but I think that it wasn't necessarily the tackle people thought they would go with with Thomas at fourth overall. Your, your take on their draft? No, I thought they. I actually thought that was the right pick. I thought he's probably the safest tackle on the board. Um, played a lot of left tackle, obviously at a high level in, in the um, SEC. Uh, so faced a lot of good competition. Um, they needed that, obviously, with uh, Daniel Jones and he protects him and be able to open up lanes for Barkley. Um, I thought that was a really safe pick. That's what I had mocked. Um, I had him mocked to the Giants, and I thought McKinney in the second round was, was a home run, too. Or, you know, big-time safety, kind of fills Landon Collins, old shoes, so to speak. Um, I thought that, you know, I, I honestly, Shane Lemieux in the, in the I think fourth or fifth round was, I thought, a great pick, another uh, – Guy that could potentially start down the road for them inside, so I thought they had a, a, a you know, another good draft. And the kid Matt Perk from from UConn, um, guy that was close to home, they did a lot of scouting on him. So can't complain with the Giants. Unfortunately, a lot of the NFCs got better this week. Apparently, Dave Gettleman's been in charge of eight drafts, and he's had and he's traded down zero times. Mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of the uh, people were calling for was for him to trade out of that spot. But yeah. apparently, he doesn't do that a lot. So uh, I think that he made the right pick with Andrew Thomas there. He Apparently they wanted a true left tackle there. And Werfs and a lot of the other guys were right tackles. They wanted to be making the left tackles. And I think they wanted a true left tackle there Correct. Uh, to protect Jones. So I think that that was a good pick for them there. And getting McKinney at 36, I don't think that they thought he was going to be there. And for him to slide that far, I don't know if it raises questions. But I think that that was a steal for them to get in there. Mm-hmm. And like Ann said, um, for them to get a lot of depth with their uh, next three picks w- was good. So I, I I had them I had them with a with like a B plus maybe for a grade. They did they did well. Yeah, I think uh, I I think the Giants uh, you know had some good moves. They I, again with B that first pick with Andrew Thomas kind of shocked me a little bit. I thought Werfs and Wills would go in that spot maybe before him, but. Still, they got a good quality offensive tackle that they needed to, um, you know, keep their quarterback upright. And I love the McKinney pick. I always, I'm seeing more and more in the draft. I get more in love with cornerbacks all the time. I guess because my team hasn't had him for years. But um, no, I like the Xavier McKinney pick again. They're they're moving moving the needle on defense for the Giants, and that's something they they desperately need. Um, you know, picked up a cornerback in the fourth round. Um, two linebackers, three linebackers, actually four linebackers, and another cornerback. I mean. They were really going defense this year and really addressing needs, really weren't going best available player, which some teams can go best available player, but I think the Giants really had to specify on what they needed, and defense was the way to go. I give the Giants a pay. Yeah. The NFC East definitely got better, as you guys mentioned, and I think the Giants are, are a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, you guys already touched on the offensive line that they did. I think their first six picks actually were – pretty much knocked out the park. I mean, the Thomas over Werfs and everything like that, that might be a debate that they might, uh, you know, wind up and, you know, regretting, but with Per and Lemieux, you know, solidifying a young offensive line and, you know, Per, Per could eventually work into that starting lineup. Uh, but, you know, starting home doing the end and uh, uh, Brown, the outside linebacker from Penn state is, is a nice addition for them as well. The thing that keeps me from really giving them an A is, they got no weapons 
No weapons. No offensive weapons. Yeah. Um, I think they should at least address that one or two picks in you know in, in the later half of the round. Like I said, they had the first. They had six what six picks. You know, early they they really did a great job, but then uh, what they have one, two, three, four seventh round picks. Yeah. Not, not really got too much of an offensive weapon. I mean, I um, sevens, yeah. All defense. Yeah. You know, besides Barkley, who do you have on offense that's going to scare you? Evan Ingram can't stay healthy. Um, you know, I think Slayton. they like Darius Slayton, but I mean, again, he's just a guy. He's not, you know, Slayton. Gonna- yeah. Uh, who's the kid who got hurt too? I mean, Sterling Shepard. Yep. They still have Golden Tate. Uh yeah, because he didn't want to go to a winner, but he signed there. He wanted to go to a winner, but he signed there for. I don't know if he's on a one or two year deal, but I mean, still, there's a guy. Yeah, I mean, it can do something. Yeah. So that's the, yeah. So I. I I'd have them in like the B plus range because I really like what they what they did because you can actually see they have a game plan. But um, I'm I'm gonna get them down to a B B minus because they did not get, add another weapon when they really should have. I agree with that. Okay. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I have them as a B for that exact reason. I just kind of figured that th- there was going to be some attempt not just to address the offensive line but get something else around there. Maybe even another tight end to go opposite uh, Evan Ingram. They didn't really do any of that. It's a good draft, don't get me wrong, and, and they did improve themselves. If you think back to a year ago, the question was, could they improve their offensive line? Because they have to. They need to make holes for Brother. They need to protect their investment in, in, in Danny Dimes. I mean, I think the other thing, too, is they were mocked by ev- almost by everybody that Isaiah Simmons was going here. They had a need at linebacker. They didn't address it later on. I don't know how that's necessarily going to turn out. I was surprised um, that they went offensive tackle two of their first three picks. I think their best pick is Xavier McKinney. I think you guys said it. Uh, for a guy who was supposed to be a, a first-round pick at a position of need, how can you not – that's a that's great for them that he fell where he fell. I, I like him in that B range as well. Yeah, absolutely. Next up, since we're going in alphabetical order, since Mike missed it, is the Philadelphia Eagles. And the story here, which is – unique is it's really not their first round pick that's making headlines it's their second round pick keep sharp um, objects away from mike i'm all right now i i, I took it all in i'm good good um i'm gonna re- change it no you can't change it, J- it Jalen took, a few, it took a few phone calls between mike and i to get this set yeah. up <laughs> I, I don't under, i don't understand why everybody's saying they had a terrible draft f i don't get it especially oh, if Especially if you're not an Eagles fan, I don't get it. All yours. Go ahead. No. no. First of all, so let's talk about their first round pick, Rager. Okay. Why? Why is it such a reach to take to take a wide receiver just because he went to TCU? Just because he ran a four 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 eight forty, but he but he was clocked at a four two something forty at his pro day. Maybe he ran a bad. Maybe he ran a bad forty. At the combine, I don't understand. No, because everybody's worried about the second round pick. That's why they had a terrible draft. That is, is that am, am I wrong for saying that? That's you're exactly right. That's the reason. That's right, everybody, and all the picks after that. The safety from Clemson is probably their best pick. Yeah, the safety from Clemson is probably their best pick. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll jump in. I, I agree. I mean, I. The, the 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 Rager pick, Mike. I think people were kind of down on him. I'm not down on it. I I was, I was saying I liked the kid. He he had a good combine. He kind of boosted himself a little bit. The thing I think people get get bent about is that he wasn't the best wide receiver at the time. They thought Justin Jefferson should go there, and that's the reason why. 
He's not. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He was needed. He's a slot yeah. receiver. Well, right, from so. my from from my standpoint, uh, he Rager is a risk reward guy. He could blow it up for you and be that guy, or you know he could he could fizzle out. I think more he's more on the upside than he is the downside. And I think he'll be fine where he's going to be where they're going to put him. The Jalen Hurts pick. I mean, we went through this constantly. That not only is it a, a bad need pick because there was no need to take a quarterback. I mean, you want to do it later on in the draft. I got no problem in that. But to take him at the second round where there's another guy and maybe another cornerback or even a linebacker, that's a bigger need for this Eagles team. I think that would have made more sense to do that um, than take a guy like Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is, is a very good player. It's just coming. He's coming to a bad situation where I don't think he's replacing Wentz anytime soon unless something catastrophic happens to him. Um, but I do agree with you, K- Kayvon Will, uh, Wallace. I like that pick from Clemson. I mean, here's, here's a kid that can really play from uh, a school like Clemson that you know, the, the when's the last time the Eagles picked somebody from Clemson? Anybody know that? I don't. Know. Brian Dawkins. And Brian Dawkins. So you know, yeah. it comes with a school that they they've come to have you know good talent with. So I give the Eagles um a C on their uh, C plus on their on their draft. Um, it was a good draft at the back end of it. At the front end of it, there are some question marks. I think the Jalen Hurts thing hurt. No offense, hurts. No pun the pun. Uh, because that's the second round. They could have got him in the third or fourth. Whole different ball game. I think they could have got a B-plus A. They wouldn't have got him in the fourth round. He wasn't getting past 75 or 80. So, and You're you, probably right. You're probably and right. Start off and we'll piggyback each other. So go ahead. All right. Um, when we start, I'll start with Rager, who I thought was a decent pick. I'm not like jumping out of my seat by any means for him. Uh, I think he's going to fit exactly what the Eagles will need in a, a number one receiver down the road. Um I think they had Jefferson and Rager rated pretty similarly. They went with the guy with, with a little bit more speed, who, who's probably a little bit more versatile as well in terms of where he lines up. Uh, so I think the first round pick was okay. It was probably a big. Um, Hertz is my favorite pick of the draft for many reasons. One, I think, and a lot of people may disagree, but I do think he challenges Wentz. I, I think he comes in this year and, you know, listen, we'll see what Wentz is made of this year with, with a guy like Hurts breathing down his neck. Um, I think he's perfect for what the Eagles want to run down the road. I think the offense had a lot of problems with Wentz. Um, I don't, you know, people are going to hammer me for this, but you know, maybe he's just not what we thought he was when they, when they took him number two overall. Um, and I, I think that, and how he said it, and this is very convincing to me, he said he didn't want to make the same mistake they made when they passed on Russell Wilson and they waited too long in 2012. To me, you don't care about Russell Wilson, you know, 2.0 or whatever you want to consider hurts. If you have the guy on your team that you believe in already. So that was very telling to me. I think that, you know, in a year or two, you're going to see Jalen Hurts take over the starting the starting spot here in Philadelphia. So we'll see what happens with Wentz. Um, we'll see what he does this year and if he stays healthy. And nobody's going to be upset with this pick if Wentz leads us to a Super Bowl this year, as unlikely as it probably is. Um, but, again, I think Hurts does everything that the Eagles really want Moving forward, do you uh, is is he is he going to be the starter because Wentz gets hurt, or is he going to be the starter because he just? I, I, don't think, I don't think the offense is that good under Wentz. I think it flounders more than it's than it's elite for sure. Um, this offense has never been elite with Wentz, aside from 2017. Not really sure what happened since then. It's basically the same stable of weapons he's had. Uh, maybe they got worse. Who knows? But um, I, I don't think that 
that offense has ever taken the next step. Some might call it coaching. Some may blame it on Wentz. I think it's squarely on Wentz's shoulders, and execution is a big thing in the NFL. If you can't execute, you can't, you know, he hasn't ever really been extremely accurate, fumbles a lot, takes a lot of sacks, holds the ball a little bit too long. And I think Hurts is, is, is what Doug and how we really want moving forward. I'm going to add one more thing before you guys talk. Yeah. Um, me and Ant talked on the phone yesterday, and not that you were swaying my opinion or, or what, but I I told you I had no problem with the pick itself. I had a little bit of a problem at 53. I thought maybe they could have traded pick 103 and got down to 80 or 75 yeah, and took there, and that might have been a little bit better. Um, my, my opinion of Wentz is, yes, he does get hurt, but when he misses the screen pass or he overthrows somebody – uh, 10 yards away, uh, it, it reminds me of McNabb a little bit and and the, and the things we used to get pissed off with McNabb about. And when he comes off the field clapping and doing the things, um, it, it just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if management and McNabb is getting, is getting, you know, pissed with them. And like I said, when Foles was here, did that light a fire under Wentz a little bit? Did he get complacent last year when he knew Sudfeld wasn't going to take take his job from him because he stinks too? You know what I mean? Do they do they want to put that fire back under him? Like, hey man, we brought somebody in to challenge you a little bit, and if you're not, if we'll bring somebody else in if we need to. I don't really think they're going to do that to your uh, a person who who's making that much money, and they're going to take him out. But listen, if they're going to put this guy on the field eight to ten times a game and run packages for him, I don't really think that they're going to. Like me and Brian were talking about it too today. A person who who is going to make seventy seven uh, million dollars in dead cat money, they're going to trade him or or uh, or release the guy. So I don't know what they're planning for him or, or what's going to happen. We'll see. But to say that the draft was a failure is is ridiculous because they got some good players in the draft. Well, let's real quick before we we even move any any more forward on on who we took after that. Another thing that Howie said today, which was really revealing, was he had the conversation with Carson uh, when they were making the pick, and they asked him what it was like. He goes, well, it was uncomfortable. Well, obviously, you're drafting his replacement. I think they they firmly believe in this kid. They wouldn't have taken him that high if they didn't. Um, nobody can convince me otherwise. Uh, I think in one to two years, we saw this, Brian. The, the Eagles are going to be in cap hell next year. There's no – better way than to maybe move on from the guy that is going to make the most money on the team. Um, so we'll see, but who has other thoughts? And yeah, real quick, let me, let me ask the Eagles guys this, that in two years, say Jalen hurts, you know, molds into the guy you want him to be. And then you try to trade Carson at 29. It, it, do you think that it's going to be an easy move trying to trade that contract? I mean, that's a, well, that's a lot of money to, to dump on a team. Well, look, Brian, put up a crystal. Good. I said, put up, put up a Wilhelm. Just put on the screen. Oh, trade Carson. Oh, yeah, eight and a half. You see, but this is this is where I just disagree with everybody. Okay, this is like a politician fixing their own mistake. It, it doesn't matter. You don't do this a year after signing this deal. No, we're not that, saying we're not saying that. We're just saying that this is a situation now that they're in. But Brian, by drafting him. Okay. That's, that's a self-inflicted wound. They, 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 they have no choice. What do you mean they have right. no choice? Absolutely. Have a choice. It's a shame Hurts has his moment in the NFL, and he they ask him what he's going to do, and he, he doesn't even know. 
So, so it, in my opinion, and again, that's all this is, this is an, a very, very expensive insurance policy with upside. Number one, it is true. He has not finished the year the last couple of years. Right. They want someone cheap. You mentioned your salary cap. Cheap that they can control for a long period of time who will know their offense in and out, not have backups change year in, year out. If something happens, they're covered. He walks in one day and says, you know what? I think I'm done here. I'm going to be Andrew Locke. You know, my, my back hurts. I have all this money. I'm going to walk away. Insurance policy. You're covered. They seem to believe, and this is the big thing around the NFL right now, is the second most important player on your team behind the quarterback is the backup quarterback. I don't believe that for a second. In Philadelphia, for whatever reason, it kind of looks that way. You well, it says they're actually the second most popular. But is the, no, no, the most important. No, no, no. Jimmy Johnson apparently said that. Shannon, somebody else said that. Second most important player is the backup quarterback because if your quarterback goes down, you have to have continuity. And they have not had that much continuity, the backup quarterback position. They are ensuring a bunch of different things. Also, fast forward four years. If none of this comes to fruition, he goes, you can probably assume you're going to get at least a second round pick you put into it. So it's not going to cost you anything net net. Get a cheap guy for four years. If, if, you're, if your attempt is to tell me that something happened last year that changed their mind from the year before, that they knew they're going to move away, you just don't sign them. You that's, can not, your option. that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they kind of hedged their bets, so to speak. So they had his 2017 on record and his 2018. 2018 obviously ended with him being injured again. They had to sign him because if he goes back to 2017, Carson Wentz, then they're calling their pants down. They have to give him huge money. Yeah, didn't they? Didn't they sign to the, the biggest, richest deal for that a quarterback ever signed when he signed they, it? No, they gave him the most guaranteed money. Apparently. Okay, so you're no. telling me that the most guaranteed money would not have mattered. We fast forward a year, like that's the difference. Because here's the difference. Chris, tell me nine million dead cap. Was there nine million additional dollars a year he was going to get? Probably not. I mean, the the market hasn't cool. gone up that much. If if Prescott can't get thirty five and when's going to get the most? Thirty two. He'll get so the money. $36, right? $4 million a year? Now it's nine and dead? I, I, again, I, I I don't foresee that to be the likely scenario. Again, okay. I think Wentz is here long term. I think if he decides to walk away, have a career-ending injury, or a season-ending injury, this is a very expensive insurance policy. that They like the player. They like him better than any other quarterback in the draft, clearly at that spot. If they develop him like the quarterback factory, which was the dumbest line of the offseason – they can trade him for value. Probably how would he keep his mouth shut? But stuff like that. It was I want. I want. Is a top ten quarterback in this league, and if they move on from him, not only are you giving up on the sunk cost, barely top ten to move up, top ten, all those picks to move up to go get him. You're either wrong there, or you're wrong, and you wasted your second your second round draft pick. For me, I'm going to give the, to Quigley here. I would much rather use that pick to augment the team that I have to make my current quarterback more successful, not attempt to draft his backup policy or replacement if even that's the direction that they go. I think that that's a seven steps down the road that I don't see them going to. However, what they've helped themselves is if Carson has a bad year or two, Again, you need to kind of get the fans on your if, – if, if they trade at Wentz tomorrow, everything, it, it, it's, it's nuclear winter in Philadelphia. If he struggles, you can then get the people on your side to make a move and you have the backup policy. So now it's not you're caught with your pants down to your point. 
right. don't foresee that being the issue personally. And last thing I'll say before I give it to Quigley is if you, if you believe, and I'm not disputing, you know more Eagles football than anybody that I know. If the offense they are running does not fit the strengths of their quarterback, then change the offense, not the quarterback, after you've committed the money. That's all I've said. To piggyback on that real quick, Brian, because I'm really not going to jump on the Hurts conversation too often, but I'm going to go back to Ragger. But to piggyback on that, the the offense changed when Frank Wright left. Offense changes because Wentz is a different player. So the offense itself and, and Wentz, it doesn't seem to be a, a great fit. But with that being said, Jalen Hurts doesn't do anything better than Wentz compared to that offense. So that offense succeeded with Nick Foles. And Nick Foles is not the type of quarterback as Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz. So how that offense runs and everything like that is yet to be seen. Now, I want to go back to the Rager pick because when that was picked, a lot of people were bashing it. He's slow. He's this or that, you know, blah, blah, blah. It showed a lot of education and a lot of miseducation that these people don't know who a receiver from TCU is and just regurgitating, regurgitating nonsense that they see from a talking head somewhere else besides us. Mm -hmm. Um, and, it, you know, listen, I've been watching Jalen Rager for a while down in TCU. When he was picked, I said he, he isn't a bad pick. When you look at him, brass taxes, he's the second fastest player in the draft. All right. His all but you know, he didn't run a great 40 time and everything like that, but he still ran a respectable 40 time. Mm -hmm. He has elite athleticism. If you look at his combine numbers across the board, his athleticism is elite. Not good. It's elite. Mm -hmm. So you take all that stuff into factor. The, his size, he's small. Listen. You know who – and here's the guy, and, you know, I don't want to really compare him like that because it's a lot of pressure for first-round pick. He reminds me a lot of the potential to be of Antonio Brown. His physical factor and his attributes and everything besides his mental capacity is very, very similar. So if they can get him the ball, his hands are suspect as hell. Listen, they have to get him the ball. What he was trying to – he was, you know, fielding shit in the field, you know, at TCU. They were – you know, it's completely different. So when he develops with Wentz, I think I think people should really not harp on that whole, oh, we didn't take Justin Jefferson. Because they probably saw Jefferson, Jefferson play for two two games, maybe one game, half these people that are, that are criticizing the pick, you know, when they're comparing the regular. So I'm fine with the regular pick. Jalen Hurts pick, here's what I'm going to say with that. Should he have been taken from the Eagles at the second round? No, not at all. The other and and you want to tell me that he's an insurance policy? Guess what? Can do we know Jalen Hurst can play in the NFL or at quarterback? No, we don't. It's not like they. The, the, it's not like they signed a, a player with a, a history that has a track record that could actually be an insurance policy. And at fifty three, way too early. But you know what? That's something that you guys are going to live with and make it up. Now the rest of the Eagles draft. I know Brian, you don't have the rest of the draft up there. Yep. Davion Taylor. Nice player. It's going to be interesting to see if he moves to safety. He is small, but he is an athlete, and he, you know, he's like a, uh, he's one of the players you have a ball of clay, and you're just going to be able to mold and try to see what he can do as far as athleticism. You guys are really high on Kayvon Wallace. I'm not as high on him. He is nothing more than at best a nickel and dime slot coverage. He is not. He's not a true safety in the NFL. He's he's way too small. He's going to get manhandled that position. Uh, Driscoll and. Prince Tango want to go at the tackle spot. Fine. You got two starts from Auburn. The, the player that I really like, and and the two players are the six-round pick. I really think they knocked it out the park on the six-round pick. Right? I know, Brian, you don't have them up there. But I, I can only get so many. I, I got it. Sean Bradley. Yeah, I, I got you. So you got the, the the linebacker from Sean Bradley is an absolute beast. 
The kid yep. flies around, makes tackles everywhere. He is going to be a very, very good player. Now, Quez Watkins, all right, talk about speed. He he kind of really, really, really just went way too low for what his speed is. So they have they and then they get Godwin. So they have speed all over the place now. It would have been nice if they did took, take somebody a little bit more complimentary because I don't know what Alshon Jeffrey is going to be there. But all in all, I think the Eagles had a, a very good draft. And uh, Tram, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I'm turning on you, uh, you know. But yeah, you know, so no, we, said, we said you're turning them on. Different. Oh, okay. There you go. Saying so much correct <laughs> stuff. He's getting very excited in his pants. Listen, you know that's that's why that's why we turn on. But I'm going to touch on um, on Trammels. Uh, he made a point about Wentz getting to getting this Eagles team to the playoffs last year. One, the division was terrible, as we all know. Two, they didn't beat anybody good other than Dallas, and Dallas laid a complete egg. And they scored 17 points. They scored yeah. seven points after that 10 point first quarter. It's not like he was he was you know beating the, the Packers, the Niners, and the Seahawks to get there. I mean, I'm not I'm not going crazy about that last uh, four games there. What I'll say is this: I don't, before we move on to the next team, any, by the way, any other points before I make my final point? Anybody? anybody? No? Okay. Nah. The the hate on Rieger is that he's not CD Lamb, and the the consensus was the consensus was not the, it was it wasn't if they were going to trade up, but how high. The, everybody said they were going to be aggressive, 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 and that did not materialize. They, the point, on, real quick, Brian, they beat Green Bay and Lambeau because. Carson's 170 yards uh, passing and 200 yards rushing. That's and why the pass interference in the end zone and call. Exactly. That's yeah. I'm sorry, Brian. About it. Um, again, there, there's hate on Rager because he's not Ceedee Lamb, and the the anticipation was they were going to go trade up. The part where they lose me on that, and it's Rager's fine. I'm not worried about Rager. If the difference between getting Lamb and getting Rager is Jalen Hurts. I'm not – that's a loss. That, that is – tells me they really wanted Hurts. If that's they the did. I'm going to question their judgment. They didn't want to trade 53. They didn't want to trade 53. They knew that they wanted him there. Okay. I'm questioning the judgment. That, that's, that's why they didn't trade 53 because they wanted him. Let me ask you guys this before we jump off the Eagles. Do mm-hmm. you, are, you, are you guys – the Eagles fans. Are you guys supremely confident Jalen Hurts steps in and is a good NFL quarterback? I am. Yeah, I was pretty high on him going into the draft. Uh, I, a lot of people have been backing me up on that. But, yeah, I, I was. I thought he was number two in the draft behind Burrow. And I uh, think uh, if he plays at Oklahoma for you know two to three years, just say, hypothetically, I think he's a top five pick. Well, see, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that a little bit. Um, I, I think your, your reasoning is correct. But when the player he was at Oklahoma, I mean, at Alabama, his freshman and sophomore year, no way was he prepared to start or play at Oklahoma for that entire time. He he could have been a little bit more developed and everything like that. Um, I think the adversity he went through at Alabama and every coach, Saban, you know, and uh, uh, oh my God, I, I'm Lincoln fucking Riley, Lincoln Riley. Was that Lincoln Riley you're talking about at Oklahoma? Lincoln Riley, yeah, exactly. He was only talking about the the, the Cowboys you know, going drafting, you know, picking them for how many years, but they've been really praising him. So there's a lot of intangibles to like about him, but I don't know talent wise, if he could get it, if he could get it done. Um, and, you know, to be so confident to, to, to burn the 53 pick on a, a guy who probably isn't going to play for a couple of years. 
investigation. Yeah. 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 If you could, if you could trade that pick to move up to get a receiver, I think it would have been because then a guy plays now. I mean, Jalen Hurts isn't going to play now. He's going to be – it's almost like you wasted the pick. Not wasted it, but it's like you're sitting the bench this year because he's not going to play unless Carson gets hurt. So why not at number two make it count and get Carson a receiver, you know, and, and move up and, and get a guy like CD, uh, you know, or not CD Lamb, but, you know, you know what I'm talking about, another receiver. All right, I want, to pose, I want to pose this to you guys then, okay? So what was it, five, five years, four or five years ago? You have Carson Wentz coming out of North Dakota State. As a number, as a number two pick, at a like I said, FCS school, what makes him ready to be a first year starter in the NFL out of, out of an FCS school? He's playing Eastern Washington. No, does but that, he did. He did does, that make him top, does that make him a starting quarterback in the NFL? He did a lot of things at FC at you know an FCS level at uh, North Dakota State that a lot of teams in the NFL do a lot of you know pre snap reads and so on and so forth. So that offense was actually somewhat NFL-like. Um, what I'm saying is, though, is a lot of people base the competition that you play yeah, of course. on if NFL readiness. Okay? Right. Everybody's saying that Hurts playing at Alabama, Oklahoma, playing in national championships as a freshman, sophomore, you know. Here's the difference, Mike. Eagles were not a, a NFC defending NFC East defending champions. They weren't. They haven't been to Super Bowl. They're not a team. They were not a team that you know are going to be competing next year. Okay. When they drafted Wentz, it's a rebuilding. You let the, you go out there. You let him play. If you if Jalen Hurts was the number two pick instead of Wentz a few years ago, the same exact player. I understand it. I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. That's the guy that they like. That's the, who they want to build with. Yep. Just like the two in the Miami stuff. But as you see in Green Bay and, and here. You have a team that is ready to play, who's already winning. You have guys in that locker room that expect to go out and compete this year, and and win and, and, and fight for 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 an NFC title to go to the Super Bowl. They've been there, so it's it's a completely different situation. Oh, yeah. Let's see how it plays out this year. They might put him in for ten. I don't know how they're going to use him. But worst case scenario, worst case scenario for Eagles fans is Jalen Hurts plays. You, if you're an Eagles fan, you don't want to see Hurts on the field at all because you, in that case, Wentz is doing what he's supposed to do when he's balling out. And, and, and again, what message do you give the fifty, the other fifty-two guys, other than Wentz? It's like we don't want to help you with the pick. They had an opportunity to fill a need. Dude, they did. They drafted four, three wide receivers. I mean, what, what, what didn't they? What didn't they help them with? They got the best team speed in the NFL right now, just from the draft almost. They have a track team, that's for sure. Yeah, but again, they they didn't address anything at corner. Um, you know, they added the safety out of if Wallace could play. Darius, well, I mean, who do they don't draft this Barry and Darius Slay? That's one side. Who the hell's on the other side? Jalen Mills, same as last year. They still uh, that's, the East. That, that's not really confidence. It's probably going to be Maddox. He's yeah, um, Mills plays inside, right? Mills plays inside. You say safety. You play safety, bro. I, I gave him a C. I gave him a C because, again, I have no problem with Rager. Rager to Jefferson is a, is a, is a preference pick. Don't care. I'm, I'm of the belief that the difference between Lamb and Rager Jefferson was it ended up being Jalen Hurts. And if, if that's the equation, I think that's a loss. I don't mind the rest of their draft. It's no matter what happens 10, 15 years from now, this could be the Jalen Hurts draft. When the when the pick is your second round pick is the face of your draft, I just think something's wrong. Something's off. I give him a C. I think Rager's fine. I have no problem with Rager. Okay. I'm I'm looking at the draft in their entirety. 
I give them a B. I think they did it. They 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 did a they did a solid job filling some needs. Um, like I said, I'm not really high on Kayvon Wallace. I'm not really high on Hightower from Boise State. I think he might have been a little redundant. That could have where they could have, you know, tried to grab some need, especially since you know they they went and they went and uh, took good uh, uh, Goodwin. So I, I still give him a B as far as a, a solid draft. Like I said, you know, Taylor and a couple of them other guys on you know, offense line could really develop. B. I gave him. Oh, God, sorry, Mike. I gave him a C plus because. Uh, you know, the Rieger, Rieger pick is fine for me. I mean, he's he, to me, he's had a little more upside. I can see where people are coming from, though. He wasn't the guy they thought was going to go there, but that's fine. But the Jalen Hurts thing, I, I, you drafted a, 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 a guy that's not going to play, and you need somebody to, to fit in there at the second-round pick. And that's just my opinion. I think the Wallace pick down is is they did a fine job picking the rest of the draft up, and that's why I gave him a, a solid C+. Plus. Moving on to the perennial bottom dwellers of the division, the Washington Redskins. Hold um, on. Uh, what did Ant and Mike give them as far as grade-wise? I said B. I have to go with a B plus because I like the first two picks a lot. Well, yeah, you're high on Hurts, so it makes sense. Yeah, I'm really high on Hurts. I think he's going to be very good. Um, I think he's going to be starting sooner than later. I don't care, you know, if, if uh, you know, obviously it's a tough pill to swallow for some people. And, and I like Wentz. I'm not saying anything bad about him, but I just think – I think Hurts can, can eventually be better here. A team that's been looking for a lot for many years of the Washington Redskins who ended up with the number two pick in the draft and they took Chase Young. That wasn't really a surprise to anyone, but was anyone surprised that they made this pick versus trading it down given the fact that their their football team is basically a large Swiss cheese slice? They were taking him. He's from the area. They were, they were, yeah. they were. He's the best player in the draft. You make the best player. You make it work somehow. I mean, he's he's a beast off the edge. So yeah, I I would have taken him too. I I think after the, I think after the fact they have that way they went downhill in a hurry with some of their picks. I didn't I didn't really like their draft that much at all in the way of the need. Um, some of some of the players I don't really know at the bottom, but I don't think they had that good of a draft. Well, Charles, I think the problem I think the problem here was they they picked at two and then they didn't pick till sixty six. Yeah. And they had- had a big gap between picks, which Brian, to your point, or whoever said it, maybe they should have traded. But I mean, at that point, what are you showing your franchise? I mean, you have a guy, you have an, you have, you have a shitty owner who who just does whatever he wants to do year after year, coach after coach, quarterback after quarterback. Um, I think Haskins is a terrible quarterback. Probably shouldn't have drafted him last year, um, but. You go from Chase Young to Antonio Gibson, who then Sadiq Charles. I mean, the, the picks were mediocre at best. Mediocre, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, if I had to give him a grade, I'd probably give him like a C. Maybe. Like you said, Mike, they they had that big gap. I mean, a team of need like the the Redskins, you got to find a way to get somewhere in there to get somebody to make an impact. I mean, you can't I mean, just sit on your hands and just wait for sixty six to say, all right, well, this is the guy we. This is the guy who's sitting here. Let's take him and then go from there. I mean, that's – they I mean, did themselves no favors. picks and they didn't even try and trade or no. around or do anything. Nope. See, the way – you touched on a little bit, uh, Velarde, on, on the Redskins draft at the point I was going to bring up. I think Redskins screwed up their draft for this year, last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, really, they they should have been they should have been announcing Tua's name on the card at the two pick mm-hmm. uh, because their defensive line is already stacked. Um, trading, trading back, obviously, if they could have found somebody to trade with, 
it, it, it's easier said than done. I mean, talking about the players that they did pick, though, obviously Chase Young. I think he's going to. I think he's going to be stud. I like Sadiq Charles at LSU. I mean, hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll see what he can do as far as replacing Trent Williams and you know whatever they could do solidify that offensive line. Um, Antonio Gibson, the the, the sixty six pick. At running back, running back isn't a direct need for him, which is a little surprising to see what they actually do with. Um, you have Darius Grace there, who's who's a power runner. Um, you have Adrian Peterson, who actually played pretty well. I don't know if he's going to resign or not. Um, Chris Thompson uh, is actually a little bit more similar to Gibson, so they, they're he's, they're probably moving on for that. That's what they simplify. But you know, he, he's he's that he's that receiving running back. Um, Sleeper is the Liberty wide receiver, Gandy Golden, who who has some potential, but, you know, it hasn't thrown the ball. You know, we'll see with that. The, the pick that I really like is Khalid Hudson out of Michigan. The kid can play everywhere. Uh, I'm not trashing their draft. I give them a, I'll give them a B-minus for the players this year that they did pace because, they listen, they did get Chase Young, who is the best defensive player in the draft most likely. Um, so you can't. You can't kill them, but, you know, they're still going to be trying to recover from the Dwayne Haskins pick, you know, year in and year out. And I know you had an opinion on Antonio Gibson. If I'm not mistaken, he was a guy you were talking about a lot as the draft was going on. I'm not sure exactly if it was positive or negative, but uh, they did take him in the, in the top of the third round. What was your read there? Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic pick. I really like Gibson a lot. Uh, he's raw, especially for the running back position. Didn't get a lot of, of carry, so to speak, in Memphis, but uh, great receiving abilities, kind of a weapon, almost like a – Poor man's McCaffrey kind of, but you know, obviously not that good. Um, and then he got, like I mentioned, or like all of you mentioned, they got Chase Young, the best player in the draft, in my opinion. So um, they're trending in the right direction with Ron Rivera and uh, that defense they have. Uh, they just if they can just get the offense together. They're going to be decent. They need the quarterback, obviously. But it was it was an okay draft. I give it a B. They they um they got some got some decent players. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Just to say that they wasted this year last year, I think it's so true. Because, mm -hmm. you know, again, I believe in best play. I believe in drafting for need. But if you know you're not going to contend and you can look into the future a little bit, you kind of have an idea like what's going to be there. You can plan for that. They force-fed Dwayne Haskins there. And Dwayne Haskins yeah. stinks. And mm -hmm. that's the problem. If Haskins we knew that last year. We, we, the second it was made, nobody in foot, I don't remember anybody saying, oh, this is going to be a great pick for the Redskins. And, and as, as Trammell did point out, I think Ron Rivera knows that. And it, cause as soon as he was named the coach of the team, Kyle Allen was kind of in, in the back seat with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he drove to Washington from Carolina with Kyle, Kyle Allen in the back seat with him. You well, know, and Kyle Allen's a, a kid that I really like a lot. Um, so yeah, Haskins days could possibly be numbered there. Um, but here's the thing, bro. You always talk about best player available as far as need. Defensive end was not anywhere near a Washington need. So I, are you going to bash them for the Chase Young pick? If there was not a deal on the table, and we, we went through this in depth, if there was not a deal on the table, which I don't believe for right. the life of me, that there was not a deal on the table for who I agree was the best player in his draft to move down and spread the wealth. They've gone defensive line, I want to say, three of their last four first-round picks. We'll counting down now. So, like, at some point, like, you need to, like, fill your team out. I'm not doubting Young's talent. It, what, how many games did they win? Four this year? Probably. Not that. Let's call it four. They're going to win five next year? Because you have Chase Young? This It's not – Yes, supremely talented player, but not going to make a difference. 
to me, it was a no-brainer for the Skins to trade down. I would have traded down twice. I would have convinced Detroit to trade up to two and then trade it down to six with LA for their quarterback to jump the Dolph. That's what I would have done. I would have absolutely traded down, filled out the rest of my team, got a ton of value. Maybe somehow, some way, the, the football gods will shine down upon you for your screw up with RG3. But it's just, if, because of the Haskins pick, you couldn't go quarterback here. Major bed, live in it. I, I would have traded down and filled it. Because again, I think that they're, they're the same exact team next year. And you're exactly right. Is Dwayne Haskins the next Josh Rosen? No, I I would. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I would. I would. I would put Rosen in there way ahead of him. I don't even think he's that good. Mm-hmm. No. So Brian, to your point about obviously they've taken defensive linemen the last four drafts. Uh, are you going to let Ryan Kerrigan or Montez Sweat, if they you know they have on the roster currently, you know, deter you from taking a guy like Chase Young? But I've already put that pick in it. I mean, how much? How many? How much resource am I going to put into one spot? Oh, I get over and over again. Am I going to trade but Sweat now? What can I get? Kerrigan's got to be in his thirties, and then Sweat's good, but I'm not going to let him stop me from taking Chase Young, who's projected to be, in my opinion, better than than anybody they have currently. I, I, I think most players, most people's boards. Chase Young was the number one player on the board. If, if, right. I mean, if if the so if the watch, let's put it this way, hypothetical. So we did talk about the the. The best need before I think in our in our pre-draft show as far as needs. If Washington gets the one pick instead of the two pick, do they take Burrow or do they take Chase Young? Neither neither are needs. Right. Hmm. Good question. Probably Burrow. Yeah, I think I think Ron Rivera packs packs up Dwayne Haskins shit and says, "Have a good day and bring on Joe Burrow." And this is the thing. I mean, <laughs> had, had they gone with a Tua or a Herbert at two, right? Nobody really blames them because they have a new coach in there. And right. coaching their own guys, which is why I brought in Kyle, yeah. Allen, Kyle Allen. Dwayne Allen, I think, is not long for – I mean, if he doesn't succeed this year, how long is Ron Rivera going to give him on a leash? Probably very little. Brian, Arizona, Arizona new coach, Kyler Murray. Yeah, but that's different because that, that's, that's a quarterback tailor-made for the coach. If that's the coach you're going to bring in, I get it. Just don't bring in that coach. You have to just upheave everything. But to me, I just think it's – you're, you're just Don't waiting. bring in Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera brought in Kyle Allen. It didn't cost you anything. Uh, any last thoughts on skins? I thought it was a solid D. You know, whatever. They got some decent players out of it, as I mentioned. And Chase Young, obviously. I want to congratulate Jeremy for being right for the first time in six years. Six years? At least I'm giving. I'm giving. I just forgot anything after that. Interesting. Um, I'm hopping off. I joined for the obviously the NFC East uh, fun, um, but guys, oh. enjoy the rest of the show. Anthony, thank you very much. Got it. See you guys. We are moving out. Yes, we have part-time sports box members on our show. We are moving out west to the Arizona Cardinals, who got a guy at eight that many I think thought would go at four and Isaiah Simmons, a linebacker from Clemson. Um, Galetta, I'll start with you. So if you look at this team, they came into this draft with a lot of needs. Uh, they definitely obviously needed to go to, to, to fix that defense because that was an absolute sieve last year. And Isaiah Simmons fits that. Just your thoughts on how this played out for Arizona. I thought the Cardinals had a really good draft. I gave him a, an A-. minus. Um, Isaiah Simmons, I mean, he was the best linebacker there at that spot, I believe. Um, you know, coming out of Clemson, I think he, he he fills a hole for 
Arizona in a way of stopping the run. Um, you know, then they then they went second round with offensive tackle Josh Jones, who's another good player, you know, from Houston, who I had going actually a little bit earlier than now. I think we a lot of us had him on our mock sure. board going up higher. So I mean that and I'm gonna try this. Is it leaky futu? Sure. Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'll go Quick, with it. You're you're the master of this. Is that I'll go with it. Yeah, 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 you're yeah, you're good. Defensive tackle from Utah. Yeah, I mean Utah always brings out the defensive guys, so I, I like that pick as well. I mean after that they went another defensive tackle, linebacker, and running back. Um, it, Clemson, I, I mean, I mean Arizona, I think hit on some key marks for them. They really went on the defensive side of the ball um, where they needed. I mean, are they loaded on offense? No, not really, but I think they have enough that Murray can you know play well in that in that offense. Much, and, and, <laughs> hold on, timeout. How much more? Loaded on offense, do you need besides DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, and Kenyon Drake absolutely friggin' annihilated teams when he got there? I mean, where what player are you going to draft that would would benefit him there? DeAndre Hopkins, they got they 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 bent O'Brien over and then took Hopkins. Who's their I tight mean, end? It changes every year, I think. Who who's that? Who's the court's tight end though? Cardinals tight end. Oh, good I, question. I remember is Ricky Seals Jones, but I think he's gone. Oh, yeah. Not, not coming off the top of my head, but you know, what are you gonna do? Velarde, your your thoughts. What did you think about? I mean, I, I Mike, to your point, Josh Jones was was by thought by some to go in the in the late first round. To get him in the eighth round of the, of the third round, the eighth pick of the third round thinks a coup, and I think it's a great talent and a great value for sure. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> I think Simmons, I don't think they thought Simmons was gonna be there at the eighth pick. Um I thought that they could have went right tackle at at the pick that they had at eight, but I like I said, I think them the, them sliding down, uh, Simmons sliding down to them at eight. I mean, I think it was a no brainer for them to take it take him there. Um, like you said, Quig, the skilled position guys, I think uh, they were good with them, and I didn't think that they really needed it. Wasn't a need for them to take them there, uh, but them getting Josh Jones, I, I think that they they hit pretty good on their first two picks. Um, I tell you what, if if they could find if they could find some consistency in their offense, I think they're you know they're going to be. I mean, getting DeAndre Hopkins is is pretty consistent. I think that they're going to be okay. Another I mean, year with Kyler Murray at the helm too. Were they six six nine and or five ten, five ten and one five ten? I mean, that's that's not bad for a first year quarterback and a new head coach. Come not on, bad. come on here. Here's the, here's the thing with Arizona. I'm I'm kind of torn on what grade torn on what grade to give them. Okay, yeah. it, it's it's anywhere from an A to a C to be honest with you. And here's why: Isaiah Simmons, flat out stud. He'll probably play that hybrid linebacker safety position. You know, Jones, where they got him was great. Fatu, Lawrence, both solidified that interior. Weaver from Cal, he he makes a lot of tackles. He's all over the place, a little underside, but he is a run stuffer, and he'll 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 be a guy that's going to be banging with them with them San Francisco running backs all the time. Eno Benjamin, the kid from a, 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 um, Arizona State University, you know, Herm Edwards' old prodigy. Listen, he is going to be a really nice fit in that offense and complement Kenyon Drake very, very well. The problem I have here, all those players listed, not one defensive back. They had the worst or the second worst secondary in the league last year, and that is with Patrick Peterson. They did not address that at all. So when you're talking about need, their biggest hole coming into the draft was secondary. Now, you can't pass up Simmons there. 
And they didn't – I don't think that – what was uh, – Jones was a third-round pick, right? Not a second-round pick. Eighth, eighth in the third round, yeah. And that's a huge value there too. But fourth-round pick, you have two fourth-round picks there. I think one of them had to be a position where you get somebody to solidify that secondary because there were – I don't know off the top of my head what defensive backs were available there, um, but they should have addressed that need with at least one of those picks. So I'm going to – I'm going to – because but. But the fact that I like every player they drafted, but they didn't fill a huge need, I'm, right. I'm torn. So, I mean, I guess between an A and a B, I mean, an A and a C, you're looking at a B, you know, yeah. and we'll, we'll see how they develop. I'm going B plus myself. Mike? I give him an A. I have an A minus. Uh, I, I thought that they did they did fill important needs, and I think getting Simmons, other than it fitting a need, also it was just a great pick. Uh, at that spot, not that I necessarily like linebackers, but he can be again that hybrid guy. So, yeah, an up and coming team. Uh, I think I'm pretty comfortable uh, giving them an A. Uh, going over to LA to the Rams. Now, they did not have a first round pick because they went and traded for Jalen Ramsey. But what they did have in the second round is potentially filling the, the hole that was left by Todd Gurley picking Cam Akers out of FSU. Um, Galetta, you are the resident FSU fan in this group. What what was your thought on Akers going uh, in the mid second round to the Rams? Um, you know, Cam Akers is obviously he's a he's a he's a. Um, I guess I like the pick there, Cam Cam Akers. Um, you know, for their draft, I gave the Rams a C minus. They really. They really are in cap hell. I mean, they had to dump a lot of guys this year. They we Brian, we had talked about that last year on our show how much how many problem they have in their caps. So they really had to decimate the team. But um, you know, they took the Florida wide out in the second round, Van Jefferson, um, Edge Russell and T- Terrell Lewis. Um, then they went Terrell Bird, Burgess uh, safety. Um, they, they went a lot of linebacker, which surprisingly they went a kicker in the seventh round. Not surprisingly, but um, Usually nowadays they sign kickers free agent wise, but that's fine. Um, I think Cam Edward Cam Akers was their best pick, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't I don't know that much about Van Jefferson. I think he's he he was um, and Quick will probably you know back me up on this. Van Jefferson's probably pretty decent player for Florida. I don't think Florida had that good of a year, but um, you know it, it was a need a wide receiver. I just don't know if they hit on all the right spots. I mean, I gave him a C minus. When uh, Cam Edwards is a short guy too, so Cam Akers, I mean, when Van Jefferson was drafted, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, on on the broadcast that he um, fills in that Brandon Cooks role very nicely. I think he's going to fit in perfectly well with Cooper Cup and uh, Josh Reynolds over there, and they're not going to miss a beat with that if they could get some blocking, uh, as somebody just pointed out. Cam Akers, it's a position in need, but. I'm not oh, 100% right. I don't know if it's right that yeah. that I take him over Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins, I think, is a better prospect. He's a better back. He does a little bit more, you know, as your number one back. I think I I think taking Acres over Dobbins is a mistake. Um, their edge rusher with Terrell Lewis and their Burgess. I like them. I think they're both solid players. Uh, they come from big-time programs. I mean, Utah has been solid, even though they're kind of out west a little bit. Um, you know, Terrell Lewis really is one of them uh, guys on outside that just sets that edge and, you know, really, really can can 
can take um, you know set set that tone and and eat up some of those uh, hard running teams like Forty uh, Niners. Um, overall, I'm not in love with any of their picks, maybe except Brian Jefferson. But you know the Rams are in a position now where they kind of reap what they sow for sell for reap what they sow for selling their soul to the devil a few a uh, few years ago for you know completely buying in and. Um, with Arizona getting better, Seattle's always 30. They might be in for a big fall. And yeah, you have a first round pick in five years, right? Yeah. And all their own doing. Yeah. Sorry, my cut. No, no, you're good. Um I, I wasn't in love with I wasn't in love with their first four or five picks because I think their offensive line's a disaster. I think yeah. especially because their quarterback's awful against the pressure. I mean, and you see that. If if they get blitzed, I think he's I think he's one of the worst quarterbacks against the blitz because he doesn't have that five wide receiver set to throw to anymore because, I mean, look, you know, you take a running back in the first round. Why? Because he lost Todd Gurley. I mean, is that, is that really why you're around? And like you said, Quig, I thought that their best pick, you know, if, you, if you're going to give a, first, a best pick, Ter- Terrell Lewis um, out of Alabama. I mean, he's a good edge rusher. Did, did I think that they really needed to go defense? I mean – yeah, they went two skill position players. I mean, in the first two rounds, did you really? Well, in the their first two picks, did you really think that a Sean McVay uh, team was going to go uh, defense with their first two picks? So you know, so they go offense. Um, I mean, Van Jefferson. I, I know you like it, Quig. Um, you know, he went to Florida. He, you know, he. I, I guess he's. I guess, I think that was for the Brandon Cooks pick. Um, I think that was the the pick that they received for Brandon Cooks. Van Jefferson was the pick, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I wasn't in love with that pick. I think that they probably took him because he was one of the ones left on that board. Um, I, like I said, I wasn't in love. I think that they had other needs, uh, especially linemen to protect Goff. I, I'm going to give them a D in their draft. I want to address this question from Drew is if they're going to trade Ramsey. I don't think you can. I think you gave up so much to get him. You didn't even have a run. They didn't make the playoffs. So you, I think you just kind of have to hope and pray that that, that what you have can get you to the playoffs again. And then hope you can catch, catch a fire because I mean, listen, you you gave up two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey. You got one more next year. They don't have. And it's like, where are you supposed to fix this? You're already cutting guys. The Brandon Cooks left them with a huge cap problem for this year specifically. Gurley's now gone. I mean, you're right. They they sold their soul to go on that run, and they got to the Super Bowl. They didn't win because of their offense. And, and now I just think, you know, it is what it is. And if I'm Sean McVay, I'm probably like, I don't want to be here right now. I'd be looking for a job because I think I don't think any team in the NFL is poised to go like like the compass is like dead south any more than the Rams. And I don't think you can trade Jalen Ramsey. And I think Jalen Ramsey might not want to sign there actually when his contract is up. Well, for what you like, you said Brian, for what you gave up for Ramsey, you got to keep him at this point. I mean, you can't just start. You get rid of him too. I mean, you're you might as well just deteriorate the whole team as they already did. Um, I, I gotta disagree with you guys as far as you that you have to keep them and, and, and kind of let them there. Listen, at one point you gotta stop the bleeding, cut your losses. Whether you get something for him, he's not resigning there. They're not going to be a good team, okay? And you're, we're start talking about a quarterback team, a team led by a quarterback that was the number one overall pick a couple of years ago. They they so Ramsey there does nothing for them, nothing. They they're in San Francisco's division. 
they might play the Rams and not even run, not even pass the ball one time against them. I mean, it, they'll, they'll just beat them up. They've did nothing to improve that. Jalen Ramsey on that team is lipstick on a pig. They're not going to help out. If they could, they gave up a ton for him. They give him a ton of money. If they could find somebody to get some kind of value for him, when they're because none of us expect them to be a very good team. If they, if if they start out the season three and seven, you know, you know, two and eight, whatever, two and six, and and they're not competitive. You have to move them to get whatever you can for them. If they, you know, and and hopefully they're moving them to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Any last thoughts on the Rams? The Lambs. Yeah. Next. Oh, up. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Real quick, Rams draft. Sean McVay. He he did the Cribs episode. He definitely was uh, stunting on that. I'll tell you that. I gave him. I didn't like their draft that much. At yeah, all. I didn't like it. Maybe they. San Francisco. Uh, active team. Uh, they traded around a little bit here. They moved down in round one. Still got the guy I think they wanted in Kinlaw, who is, I guess, going to be the replacement for uh, DeForest Buckner. Came back. The, the pick for me that I remember that I thought was weird was the trade up to get back to 25 uh, to take Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. Now, the reason that I say that, and I'm going to go to Velarde with this, it's a, it's a wide receiver deep draft. You don't have a lot of draft capital to begin with, and you're trading picks to move up to go get a receiver. And you look at some of the receivers that went in the top of the second round, whether it was Michael Pittman Jr., which was awesome, by the way. We just had his dad on last week. And T. Higgins. Was Brandon Ayuk worth a couple of later picks to get him over some other guys? Filardi, your thoughts? I was actually watching. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys seen it. The call, the call with Gruden. Um, it was uh, the rookies getting uh, the call from the Vegas Raiders, and I watched a little bit more of it. And uh, they had the Niners making their call. And when they got to thirteen, when the Niners were up, and they they took Kinlaw. Um, when they got to Ayuk's pick, when they traded it, and then came back. They said, we wanted to take you at 13, but the D tackle was there, which meant Kinlaw. They were going to take him at 13. Wow. If Kinlaw was not there, which I thought was, you know, you still had rugs on the board. You still had, I mean, because rugs went next. Right. So they were going to take him as the first receiver. Yeah. That's what they told him on the phone. So they really liked him. They could be lying. It's funny you broke brought brought that up, Rolardi, because not only did they really like him, they've come out and said that was their number one receiver on the board. Absolutely. Which I find it hard to believe. Now, John maybe, Lynch maybe, since maybe. Had said, you know, hit, hit how close him and Herman Edwards at, uh, at Arizona State are, and great, and you know, just just kind of really boviating over the kids to, to no yeah. end, and how Herman. Uh, Herm Edwards was is one of Lynch's best friends and all this other stuff. If you just look at the player itself, now last year they took Debo Samuels, then they took Jalen Hurd. Aoke is extremely similar to both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Extremely similar. There's no complimentary, and they trade up to the back of the round and get them. I, I think that's a it's 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 very questionable. Now the, now the player himself I don't have a problem with I think he you know he, he has some potential but I think it's just one of those value-based drafts where they just completely whiffed on it yeah like I, like I said I mean he might be blowing smoke because you know to tell the kid what he wants to hear 
But for him to say that, I mean, you had Lamb, you still had all the wide receivers there. But, listen, they got their guy. They wanted to trade up and make sure they got him, and they did. I mean, you could see they only had five picks in the draft because they traded away six and only got three back. So yeah, – Trent, Trent, uh, Trent Williams from uh, – Well, and that, and that helped, obviously. Them getting him, they pretty much traded six draft picks to get only three back because I think they knew they were going to sign Trent Williams. Right. So that yeah. was good. I well, mean, being look, a fan, I, being a Bucks fan, I knew that they got one over on the box. I mean, John Lynch, hey, listen, he's he's doing it right. He's putting the team he wants out there together, and they're and they're a really good team right now. And and you know, taking Kinlaw, uh, moving down a spot with the Bucks, getting the value that they got, and you know, getting Kinlaw is not a bad thing. Um, and like you guys said, Brandon Ayuk in the, the next pick with Arizona State. I mean. I think it's a little bit of a reach to move up and get him, but, you know, listen, I think San Fran's going to be very good this year. They addressed a lot of needs, and, you know, I, I gave them a B-minus for, for definitely a good draft that they had. So here's here's a question for you guys. When we're grading this draft, we have to include Trent Williams' acquisition in it. Because oh, yeah. Really yeah. I mean, and that's that that's really what kind of – I mean, you had Kinlaw and Williams. I, yeah. I think that that's, you know, a very, very strong – but yeah. look at look at the one thing that well look at everything that they added, they added all offense except for Kinlaw. I mean, and what's the one thing that they really had trouble with in the Super Bowl? Completing passes to open receivers. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, well, they drafted quarterback in the was the issue, but what I'm saying is, is weapons. I mean, really, he he you know he was having trouble <laughs> finding people, but Trent Williams will help, obviously. I mean. And he'll, he'll obviously have more people to look at now. Doesn't yeah. say without without with, without the including Ayuk in there, and they also you know don't forget they got rid of Matt Breida too to Miami and picked up a pick, which yeah, which was yeah. a bad move as well because he, you know he's just redundant there. I mean, you know, just them to you know I think they do have a very good draft. I think I give them a solid B. Yeah, I'd be plus. Lynch has really done a phenomenal job putting this team together the way he's wanted to. I mean, hats off to him. With everything, and, yeah. and 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 give him a compliment. I mean, Raheem Moser just goes off. I mean, who you know, he took, he looked like Eric Dickerson. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, he's a what? He's a practice player on the Eagles a couple years ago. Seriously, it's it's yeah. amazing the guys that go there. You know, and and really just you know produce quite a bit. Uh, last but not least, out west, the Seattle Seahawks. Who I just want to note, they actually made a first round pick. Congratulations yeah. to them on this wonderful achievement. Interesting first round pick though, and this just seems to happen. Like I don't, I don't know if uh, you know Pete Carroll's just an asshole or if he just thinks he's smarter than everybody else. But Jordan Brooks at the bottom of the first round, I thought was very high. Personally. With with Patrick Queen still on the board, yeah, that's I, what I found shocking. I'm convinced. They don't know how to draft in the first round. They, they, they've lost it. When you go back to uh, Rashad Penny a couple years ago, which was just an absolute waste of a pick, these guys that they've seen, and, and they're always like around this area. Like I think Bruce Irvin was the last guy they picked 15 or higher. Um, I, I, for one, thought they had needs on their defensive line, on the interior defensive line they did not, did not fill. Uh, needs in their secondary they did not fill. Um, I don't know. I didn't think they needed a linebacker. So – I don't know. Quigley, I'll let you. I I thought their draft was 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 pretty terrible. Um, all in. I, I just didn't, I didn't like it at all. 
Yeah, I'm I'm looking at their draft pick now. Now Jordan Brooks, how they're trying to sell that is that since and it, it has been said in a few things that Jordan Brooks is the best tackler at a linebacker spot and blah blah, and he fits their scheme. Um, but at the same time, he might have been there at 48 when they took T- Taylor out of Tennessee at the defensive end. So that is that, that that's a huge uh, huge if you know uh, Patrick Queen probably from top to bottom is a better player more consistent. So if they thought that linebacker was a huge need, you know scheme fit. It, you know, there could have been some other guys, maybe not as touted as Brooks, to uh, that could have been had in the third or fourth round if they're just looking for scheme, you know. But to pass up on some of those players, I, I thought that was questionable. I do like Damian Lewis from LSU, and I do like their fifth round pick, um, Alton Robinson from Syracuse. Alton Robinson should never have been there in the fifth round available for him. Um, so I, I think that they, you know, he 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 is one of the better pass, straight pure pass rushers in in the draft. Um, and and to be had in the fifth round pick, like I said, like Brandon and I and a few of these other guys in the defensive line, they they draft for some reason defensive ends dropped this year. Um, so I think those two picks kind of saved them a little bit. Kids like DJ Davis, Swain Sullivan from the LSU. I mean, they they have a very small chance of making a roster. I would give them a C, um, C minus. I yeah, think. I mean- I think they overdrafted very early. Like like Quick said, these guys should have been there or could have been there. You got a draft a kid like Patrick Queen still on the board. Yeah. Jordan Brooks and Taylor may have been there and another rounder another round or so after that. I, I'm giving them like a D. I mean, they overdrafted uh, and they didn't even draft for need, really. Yeah. I, I, I was very surprised at their draft. I had him coming in that I needed – I needed everybody on the defensive line, interior or exterior. I need a wide receiver, and I needed a guard, something on the offensive line, and, and safety help. No T-tackles, no safeties, and they didn't really address anything. I mean, linebacker just wasn't a need for me. I didn't really like to pick it all. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you're talking about linebacker was a need, they really only play one true linebacker on the field yeah. at the same time. So Patrick Queen would have been great. Jeez. Yeah, that's where I give them low marks is because we all thought Patrick Queen was going to go to them at that, but they took Brooks instead. Um, when they got to Damian Lewis, I like the Damian Lewis pick because there's a guy who protected the number one quarterback in the draft. So you you got to give him, you know, props for that. He had a good year. Uh, after that, Quig, you said it best. There's mediocre guys. Some of them probably won't even make the roster. Um, I gave him a, I gave him a D as well. I mean, I because I just thought they should have drafted Patrick Queen, and then after the Damian Lewis pick, they really it really dropped off. Yeah, I, I was not a fan. Um, do you remember Mike Galletta in the Super Bowl when the Atlanta Falcons had a 25-point lead and then they didn't have it anymore? Unbelievable. I think I remember that vaguely. I, I have I have thoughts about it. Um, yeah. Here's this is this is an interesting spot for me, right? And now the now that you know Ant's not here, so he can't yell at me. <laughs> I have no idea why the Eagles didn't pick at 16 because the way everything played out. And again, I'm going to stick on this and whether I'm right or wrong, time will tell. If Jalen Hurts was a difference between the Eagles getting lamb with this pick for Atlanta at 16 or taking Rager at 21, I think that's a mistake on the Eagles because I say that because I think AJ Terrell was overdrafted. Yeah. I think AJ Terrell would have been there at 21. So So are we, are we on the AFC South? I mean, NFC South. NFC South. Yes. 
So in, in Atlanta first. So to me, I didn't like the Terrell pick. And, and th this is another team. They were going to be so aggressive, the Atlanta Falcons. They were going to go up and get all these people, all these trade scenarios. Never materialized. They came in with needs on the on defensive and they didn't address. No linebackers because this could have been a Simmons guy had, had they moved up. I mean, Terrell's not a bad player. Not the 16th pick in this draft. I like Davidson a little bit. But quick, I'll, I'll go to you here. I just I, – for all of the – rigmarole of how aggressive they were going to be you didn't move up and then when you took your pick you took a guy who probably would have been there five picks later at a team that probably was talking to you about making a deal yeah the the, the everything i hear and and read and researched about alana is they were caught with their pants down with this pick they were not prepared to make the pick when kinlaw got scooped up they had no clue what to do they panicked um, and they took a cornerback that shouldn't have been taken there. Um, I don't know if that has to do with a little bit of, uh, you know, not being able to trade down, not working out a deal with somebody or, or whatever, because I know they couldn't get something done with the Eagles. Maybe it was just how the draft uh, set up was, um, you know, being virtual and everything like that, that they were kind of like thrown off. But from what I hear, they were not prepared to make this pick at all. Um which, which is which is really which is really uh, mind-boggling in this day and age. You know, an NFL team not prepared. Uh, I think if they had their choice, they we could just forget about round one altogether because I do like what they did in the second day with Marlon Davidson and Matt Hennessy. Uh, Marlon Davidson is one of the better defensive ends available at this point in the draft too. I mean, I think they got him at what forty-seven, and Hennessy is a really solid center, so that kind of fits need. Michael Walker is a tackling machine from Fresno State that I like. After that, you know, it, it, they drafted a punter. I mean, how, how excited yeah. can you get even in the seventh round? You know, you don't draft punters. Um, <laughs> you know, so they, they do – they they too with Davidson and Hennessy, they hit on. I have to – I'm going to give them probably the worst draft grade I have is probably D minus because you cannot you – can, you cannot be prepared – unprepared in this day and age for your first round pick, no matter what happens in front of you. Yeah. Um, I was listening to WIP, which is probably a mistake. Um, yeah, I, I never do that. This week, this week in the car, just bring, just going around town. But, uh, Did it hurt? No. But uh, I would, the topic came up about the fat, the Falcons pick and a guy from Atlanta called up who was a Philadelphia uh, sports writer. And he said, he talked to Thomas Dimitrov, and he said, who was the Falcons GM, he said that the, the talk was that they wanted to move up in the draft, but they couldn't find anybody to move up with them. Yep. So they had to stay at 16. They asked the Eagles if they wanted to, to trade, and they did not want to move. They, they, they wanted the Eagles' second-round pick, and the Eagles did not want to give it to them. Right. So that, that was the sticking point. They wanted 53. The Eagles didn't want to give them 53. Obviously, they were going to switch 21 with 16, but they didn't want to. Therefore, like you said, they were pretty much screwed because they were in a tough spot. Two corner, The top two corners were gone. The defensive tackles were off the board, but they wanted to trade down, but they couldn't. So what do they do? They have to take Terrell because there's nobody else there. So. Well, here you're spot on with everything you just said, Velarde. But 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 the one thing that I'm going to disagree not disagree with disagree with how the Falcons handle it is they right. did have an option to trade back. Okay, no one would have criticized them if they traded. 
Not with the Eagles. They could have traded with somebody else. No, no, no. They could have traded with the Eagles. The Eagles say, hey, we're not giving you 53, okay? Right. Then if I'm the Falcons, well, you know what, though? Terrell's going to be there with the Eagles pick. Right. Trade down. You don't need that second. Okay, you're not going to give us a second-round pick? Okay, how about your third and a, and a second next year or a, or third and a third yeah. next year or third and a fourth? Yeah. Like, there's more options, you know, for them to be bullheaded and say, we want your 53, and that's it. It yeah. cost them, and now, you know, and they it caught them with their pants down. And, and, and you know, it's, it's a horrible, horrible, you know, Here, way to do it. Take Alshon Jeffrey from us. You can have him. Well, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's feasible. Yeah. Not with that receiving yeah. core. When, yeah. when you start a draft and, and what Atlanta needed, and you start off like that, not really not really knowing who you're going to take, that that's the recipe for disaster. But like Quigley, I, I like Davidson. Um, from Auburn, I didn't like the kid from Temple. I, I heard a lot of good things about the center from Temple, but you know, other than that, they didn't really didn't hit any key points that I think Atlanta needed to make a splash this year. I, I don't think they're in total rebuild mode, but they needed to do something this year to plug some guys in there on defense, and I, I don't think they really did that. I gave him, I gave him a D as well, a solid. I gave, I gave him a D. I got, I got him at a C minus, and I think I'm being nice. I, I really, I mean. Again, I, I I I like their day two as well. Quigley and and Terrell's a good player. He's just not the 16th pick in the draft. Well, here's the thing too. Everybody, let, let's talk about. You want to talk about Terrell specifically? Most of the people that watch, you know, they, they, even though they they love Clemson and everything like that, they don't speak specific. Terrell got abused by the LSU wide receivers. Yeah, abused. Also. He couldn't. He couldn't defend them on the ball. He couldn't oppress them. He couldn't beat them at the point of the attack. He couldn't do anything to stop him. But he's a high first round pick. That you go, nah. That, that's why, if you remember in the highlights of him, they didn't show any games against LSU. <laughs> uh, Carolina, I thought, had a really, really, really good first couple of rounds. Um, they end up at seven with Derek Brown, the D tackle out of Auburn, who I thought could go as high as four to the Giants. Um, they took they took Yeter uh, Gross Matos in the top of the second, who many have considered a day one pick. Uh, Jeremy Chin was a guy who I know you and I quickly thought might end up in Dallas at some point. They got him right at the end uh, of round two by trading up. <coughs> I'll start with Galetta here. They went defense heavy. And I'm okay with that. Because That's an understatement. If your offense is just going to be hand the ball to Christian McCaffrey and throw the ball to Christian McCaffrey and, hey, where's Christian McCaffrey, then fine. Work mm. to fix your defense. And I think, you know, Matt Rule, that's all that they went. There was, there was no offensive fix in the draft for them. Yeah, but they hit on some big guys, and I think that's what's going to make this draft for Carolina pretty good. Um, you know, Derek Brown, like we said, Brian, could have got him a little bit. Of, he, he could have been a higher pick, but he fell to them which is a great pick. Uh, Gross Matos, another guy who they thought was going to be a little bit higher than he was. Um, you know, and Jeremy Chen, you guys you guys talked him up. You could have sworn he was going to Dallas. You liked the kid. Uh, they went heavy on defense, but listen, if it pays off for him, it's going to be paid dividends for them. Um, I think maybe they should have taken a wide receiver maybe. Um, the way this draft was, they probably could have taken one a little bit later, but I think he did a good job. I gave him a B, and, and even though Matt Rowe is there for his first year, he, he's doing what he wants to do in defensive side of the ball. Let's see if it pays off for him. Quick, before you go here, just my thought here. Do you get the feeling that the Bridgewater era is like just a bridge to the next guy? Like that they're looking to just take these first couple of years here, the first two or three, the three years basically that he signed, and just build everything else and then top it off with a drafted quarterback? 
I mean, I think ideally, if you even if you look at the team and how bad the Panthers are going to be, they're going to be in that Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields sweepstakes. Um, so we could be talking about a situation, you know. I mean, I don't know unless Bridgewater comes out and shows that he is the man, and that's them fighting for a playoff spot and their defensive improved or anything like that. I, I think that the Panthers are, are definitely going to be, you know, in the top five next year, and I think they're going to be staring uh, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields right in the face. And Bridgewater, I think uh, if I did read the contract, they do have an uh, an out the way it's structured. So you know they they're only I think they're only kind of responsible for him for two years at, at best. And uh, you know so it's it's kind of like a win win situation for the Panthers, you know, in his contract. But yeah, he he the way it's structured, it does look like he's just a bridge. Yeah, I don't really know what to take of of Teddy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's the the Saints. Uh, you know, be. being, being in a dome, I, I don't really know. I don't know what to expect from him this year. You know, I, I well, guess they, it's a, yeah, I, I don't know if it's Matt Rule. I got to see, you know, what do I think of their draft this year? I don't know. Derek Brown, I mean, obviously he's going to be good. Future pro bowler probably. But to me, I think he's more of like a stud run stuffer than, than an elite pass rusher, in my opinion. Um, you know, spending on a top 10 pick, you know, we'll see. Um, Gross Matos, I think that they got a pretty good value pick for him, obviously. More of a first-round pick. Kind of just fell in their laps. Um, the chin pick, you know, I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be pretty good. And then Troy Pride, obviously I've seen a lot of him at Notre Dame. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be pretty good. I think he's, you know, average. Like, you know, above average. I think he's going to be. He should be pretty good. But uh I'm going to knock him a little bit for not taking one offensive player. I think it's kind of weird just to take all defensive guys. Um, but I, it's not that I didn't like their draft. I, I'm going to give him like a C plus or like a B minus. You know, I'm not going to go crazy for him. But uh, I thought it was good. The draft. Hello, you great. Did you get great? I, I gave him a B. The 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 thing with the Panthers, um, that I really I really liked Brown. You know their defensive draft. I, I think was 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 very good. Um, you know we talked about Yurgamados to the Cowboys a lot, but I don't know if he's a great fit right here in Carolina because right. he's more of a run stuffing defensive end. And I think Carolina, uh, the Cowboys were looking at him to be that hybrid three four four three where they could kind of mix him in and him out. So I don't know if he's going to have the success in this system as he would in in another system. Um, but him and Derek Brown, they're, they're they're really nice. You know, they they could be a really nice score. Jeremy Chin, athletic, off the charts, character off the charts, everything. He just needs experience and see if he could adjust to the level. Tony Price should be solid. But listen, we haven't even mentioned probably one of the most interesting stories in the draft is Kenny Robinson, draft, drafted out of the XFL. You know, right. um, if he didn't leave West Virginia, he's probably a higher draft pick than one fifty two. And talk, you're talking about like a safety that might even been higher. So instant injection in Matt Rule's new Carolina Panthers defense, which they needed. Offensively, DJ, you know, Moore's fine out on the outside. Curtis Samuel, they could have added something there. Uh, I, I think might have helped them. Um, and, and But their offense goes from McCaffrey. You know, they, they, they just gave him the, they, they just gave him that money. And, you know, he's going to have 100 – 100 catches again next year and, and everything else. 
Well, here's the thing. If, if you think you're going to make a change at quarterback in the next year or two, then maybe you wait until you get that guy in there to draft guys that you're going to make. You might be changing your offensive system entirely. You don't even know to fit the quarterback that you're going to have. So if you're not going to, you, you just might not want to draft offensive guys that may or may not fit a system that you don't, that you might be changing to. You don't really know. See, I know. So they went defense heavy because that's more of a certainty, no matter what the quarterback is. And I think they brought in Bridgewater just to get Cam the hell out of town. And then they're in love with Bridgewater, but it's again, pardon the pun, a bridge to something else. It gets Cam out of there and fills it with someone. That's but on the flip side, you're paying that money for Bridgewater. You want to make sure he stays upright. You don't want a guy who's been injury prone had a major injury to go to go down again when you're giving them all this money. You know, it wouldn't have hurt to probably, like you said, Brian, off the side of the ball, maybe a lineman. Um, I, I thought wide receiver, but you know, lineman probably offensive lineman probably would have helped the cause a little bit if they if they needed it. Well, and there's the, the division they're in too. If you're looking at their offense, they're not going to be scoring with the teams. Tampa Bay, Atlanta, North Orleans. So you so you better beef up that defense and, and, and try to win win a win a ten seven game. You know it, that's really the only thing that they have a chance to do. Could have drafted Kelvin Benjamin in the first round. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um, he he's put on some pounds last I heard. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, next down is we brought up the Saints a little bit. We'll go there. Um, so they did not have a first round pick. They didn't have many picks. Four, four picks. Four picks. About that. I'm thinking of the other draft they traded with uh, with Green Bay. Uh, right. Yeah, they did. They took Cesar Ruiz, the center out of Michigan. Was this a touch early, guys, or was this kind of where you thought he'd go? Oh, he de- de- definitely early. Um, yeah. I, even though he was projected kind of at the back end of the, of the draft, I think for what they're doing for what he projects they're talking about maybe playing guard too um that is a little bit of a a, a surprise that he goes 24 um but he is you know <laughs> he he is he is a stud but uh you know it's a pick that you like but you know with only four guys you you're, t- you're talking about center guard as your number one first first round draft pick uh, you know it, it's it's a little puzzling um so <laughs> well it might be a tad early I mean, I think they, for 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 the amount of picks that they have, I think they pretty much hit on the first three. I mean, if Bond doesn't fail a PED test, I think he's higher than what he was, obviously. Um, right. But they hit on their, I think that they hit on their on their picks. I mean, yeah. interior lineman, linebacker, tight end. Um, I think that they kind of got Troutman at a pretty decent value for where they got him. I mean. I think he probably could have went maybe 15, 20 picks or, or maybe because the tight end started going off the board and they pretty much got him for a nice value uh, for where they got him. I have the Saints at an A minus. <laughs> I think with the amount of picks that they had, they really did pretty well. Yeah. I'm in that yeah. range too, I think, just based on that. Like you said, I mean, they didn't really have a lot of capital to work with, but again, Bon was supposed to be a first round pick, could have been. It wasn't. That's fine. Troutman could have gone earlier. Tommy Stevens is Tommy Stevens. But, you know, if you like Ruiz and you targeted the center, you know, are you, are you going to play games that much? How much further down could you have gone? I wouldn't have mind them trading down if that if they could have got him later and added more to, more capital. But, Mike, you're going to you know, uh, I'm sorry. Do we have any uh, word on what the contract was for Winston today? I, I know it was, was one, one. I know. What, is, did they oh, sign it? How much it was, or I didn't. I saw it was one year, but I will look into that. 
So yeah, so they signed Winston, they signed Taysom Hill, you know, for whatever. Yeah, they did. The thing, the thing with their draft is too. I think, I think Troutman is going to look good in that offense. Oh yeah. So he's gonna his value is like, oh, he could have been, he probably could have been taken around earlier. Braun is the wild card to their draft. Is he a player that is actually a player that just did, did a little bit of enhancement, or is he a product of his PED use and might you know go away? That's that's going to be a key because he could fizzle out very very quickly, or he could be actually a good player and say, listen, that was a tremendous value. Ruiz, whether or not it was a little bit early, is still a solid pick. I, I have them. I have them at a B minus. Yeah, uh, Ruiz, like you guys said, a little bit of a reach, but it's fine for what what they needed as a center. Um, Vaughn, we'll see. It's a good pick if it pans out for him because from what I hear about him, he's. Really good player, and same thing with Troutman. Um, now I'll ask you this: Jameis Winston signing there for one year, possibility Winston could be the successor to Breeze next year. I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I don't think it will either. That's just my opinion. No, no, no. This is absolutely on the table. If he goes there and yeah. plays well with that coaching staff, and they and he's going to learn so much from them. Mm-hmm. It, is. You, it is. It is, but I just don't think it's going to happen. He's got the inside track. I would take him right now. If there, you, you would think. Yeah, yeah, I gave I gave the Saints a B. Um, I thought they about Winston. He beats the Saints. He beats the Bucks this year. One game. That'd be something. That would be something. (laughs) All I know is I'm happy. He's I'm happy he's on another team now because now he can throw the Bucks and balls. So. (laughs) Speaking of the Buccaneers, uh, they got a guy who uh, Mike. I'm going to start with you. Obviously, Um, they got a guy at 13 who could have gone four. Yeah. In, in Tristan Wirfs, the tackle out of Iowa. And that was a huge need for them with Brady coming in. Uh, how happy were you? Because if I remember the show, you were pretty moist at this moment. Yeah, yeah real quick. You know, real quick. Real quick. Mike, before you start, isn't it funny how you can you can throw 36 touchdowns and, and throw for 5,000 yards? How hard does it get a job in the NFL? I'm just <laughs> saying. I knew I know we threw 30 interceptions. Yeah. But how hard does it get a job in the NFL? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I, I mean, I knew he was going to sign somewhere. It's just funny he stayed in, in division. Um, with uh, the Bucks, I, I, and listen, not just because I'm a Bucks fan. I just, I'm happy this year because I really think they did themselves a lot of props this year um, in their picks. I mean, I know they, I, in my own opinion, they got bamboozled a little bit, having to move up a pick and get rid of a second round pick. But listen, they got their guy. Uh, you know, Tristan Wirfs is, is an offensive tackle that was up there. I wanted Wills from Alabama, but listen, I'm not heartbroken. They got, uh, you know, uh, Wilfs because he's a good offensive tackle as well. Um, Antonio Winfield Jr. from the highlights and, and the one game in a bowl I did see of him. You know, his kid looks like a player. His dad played for Buffalo back in the day. So hopefully he's got those NFL genes and he can transfer it over to the NFL. And um, Keyshawn Vaughn, I don't really know that much about him as a running back for Vanderbilt. But right there, they addressed three needs. And that's what I've been looking for with the Bucks for a while now, looking for the drafting for the needs more than the best available player. Because it seemed like when the Bucks were best available player in the past, got them in certain situations they did not need to be in. Um, so on the whole, I think the, the Bucks had a really good draft along with, you know, the offense they got in the offseason with Brady, Gronkowski, along now with Evans and Godwin. And, you know, they're, they're, they're ready to go, I think, this year. This is the year they're going to hopefully make a big push. So. That's odd. All right, so real quick about the Bucks draft. 
Christian Wirfs at 13. You, you shouldn't have liked that. You should have loved that, Galetta. All right, that was completely amazing. Um, you know, to get the get, to get the number one potential tackle in the entire draft at 13, you don't see that happen in the NFL too often. Um, the second round pick, Antoine, Antoine Winfield Jr., if we all remember his uh, defensive back dad over at um, Minnesota for many, many years in uh, Buffalo. Listen, he's 5'8". He's a he, he's miniature, but he probably is the best safety in the draft if he was six foot, which it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see, you know how 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 he overcomes that. It could be a phenomenal pick, or it could be somebody that's gonna be a disadvantage because like five eight is extremely small in the NFL. Um, Key Keyshawn Vaughn is a kid I've seen a lot play at Vanderbilt. Uh, he he because he had like I said I played college fantasy football. He was fantasy relevant. He doesn't do anything great. He doesn't do anything bad. He's okay, and he's older than Ronald Jones. He's got a, he, he's he's old. Um, Bucks need coming into the draft would be a running back, absolutely somebody that could push Ronald Jones, maybe a little you know take the top off a little bit better. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn isn't that guy. He'll push Jones for carries. He, he'll be solid, but he's not one of them guys that usually look spectacular. Tyler Johnson though. Mm-hmm. Can play that slot from in Minnesota. He really showed a lot, and to give, and we all know how Tom Brady likes to use his slot weapons. I mean, he made guys like Dion Branch and and Edelman millions and millions, Amendola and these guys, you know, made a millions and millions of dollars hitting at the slot, and he can play. He is a player, and I think will be good. Um, you know, the rest of the draft, Chappelle Russell made a lot of tackle, tackles attempts. And, I mean, that could be, uh, you know, neither here nor there. I Grade-wise, I mean, I really liked three of their first four picks. So, I'm, I'm going to have to give them a – I'll give them a solid B+. Plus. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, yeah, Werfs, you got to love that pick in the, in the slide down to 13. Yeah, they did trade up to get him one move, but I obviously they wanted him, so they wanted to trade up that one spot. He's worth um, it. Yeah, definitely. Winfield, like you said, small, but uh, he struggled covering tight ends and the deep balls last season. Um, it was a solid pick, though. Uh, like you said with Vaughn, I wanted to touch on that as well. He, he I don't know if this is a good or bad thing. He's going to challenge Ronald Jones for that starting job. But like you said, very replaceable level prospect. Um, not, not many quality people, starters, NFL starters, come from Illinois. So, um, you know, that, that is a concern. But listen, the offense is stacked, okay, on on Tampa Bay. So, you know, b- besides what, Corey Dillon and and guys in, in New England, what, what, what guys from New England were uh, – you know, really that trademark starter, Garrett Blunt. Uh, you know, um, who were some of the other running backs that New England had that they just threw out there? You know, that Lewis, yeah, seriously, it doesn't really matter. You put a guy in that offense and they're going to do fine at running back, so it really doesn't matter. You know, if you, if you have Tom Brady with the ball in his hand, he'll make, he'll make somebody look great. It doesn't matter who you have behind you right now. I think he's going to make Tyler Johnson look well. I think Tyler Johnson in this offense, yeah, here, oh, yeah. Um, you, know, oh, yeah. you know that there's that, again. This is 
where they took him is fine in the fifth round. You know, you can augment all you want to. And I think he's going to be a really, really good player for them. And I think as a guy not expected to really, like, obviously shoulder any, any sort of load, why not? I can get Tom more tools. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's not like you need a guy behind you to get two, two, 250, 300 carries. It doesn't matter at this point. You know, you know, twelve is going to have the ball in his hands, and he's he's going to find five, six, seven, eight weapons a game. But if you want to write essays, he's <laughs> what? I, I gave him a B plus. I B plus. Really well. Yeah, I, I like their draft. I have him as an A actually. Yeah. I think I think they did very very well. And 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 again, Worf's at thirteen. Stellar. I think yeah, absolutely. But the, the thing I want to say with the Vaughn pick. If, and you're talking about Brady and the Patriots offense and everything like that they bring out. That's what was really surprising that they didn't get that John White type of player that you know to to incorporate in their offense in this draft. I thought it might have been a kind of like a Cam Akers or or uh, Gibson Antonio Gibson who we were talking about earlier that was picked by the Redskins. I thought they would be good fits in that offense. We move over to the NFC North as our last division of the night, and we go to the Chicago Bears, who I think just drafted another tight end. Uh, <laughs> Velarde, Cole Komet. Tell me about Cole Komet. Is this a good a good spot for him to go? Uh, what, what do you mean? They have ten tight ends. I mean, they do have a ton of tight ends. Play right. Listen, he. What is that? He's listen. He's six five. He's two fifty five. I mean, he's he was a two year starter at Notre Dame. Listen, he had he had. It's it's hard. It's it depends. It all depends on the system that he's in. Listen, Trey Burton went there. It, it all depends on how how you get this guy the ball. I mean, do they incorporate their tight ends very well? I really don't. It's it's a shame. I don't know. He might go there and they might waste him. I don't know. Is this is this somewhere where you take the forty third the forty third pick with him? I don't know. How, how do you make this pick after investing so much in the position the last couple of off seasons? I don't know. You just put Jimmy Graham there. I don't know. I think it's pretty shocking at 43 a tight end win, especially, especially him. I really don't know. I mean, that's, that's the lowest a tight end has gone in, in, in quite some time too. Right. Yeah. It, it, I, I think, think I think that their second pick at 50 was their best pick of the draft. Yeah. Jalen yeah. Johnson. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That was their best pick. I mean, granted, I don't think they should have took that pick first. I think they should they would should have got better value for somebody else. I just I just don't know what what makes you think that oh let's take a tight end with our forty third pick. I just don't. I, why when you're stockpiling tight ends? <laughs> Here's we talk about their stockpile of tight ends, but but tell me a good one that they have. Right, they're not good. Jimmy Graham was good five years ago. No, I hear you, but like, is it something like where they think they're going to go to Foles? I, again, I, they, I think the writing's uh, on the wall for, for me. They're talking about not even picking up Trubisky's option. Yeah, I think he's at it. He's done. And that's it's a problem. I mean, that's when you use that pick and you blow it. He's done. Mike, you've been yeah. for three years now. Uh, I can't believe you got all that draft capital to move up one spot, and then this is what you take. The, when the two guys get, that went after later in that draft and, and Watson and Mahomes make it that much worse, it he's is done. what it is. Uh, I agree on Jalen Johnson being, I think, their better pick. It's usually a guy I thought that might fall to the Cowboys, but I'm glad he didn't because I actually prefer Trayvon Diggs. Um, the Cole Komet pick is just questionable. I don't I don't know what the hell Pace is doing here. Like, usually with these teams, you kind of have, like, an idea. I don't know what they're doing at all. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't even – I don't know. I mean yeah, – like, like you said, Mike, I like the Jalen Johnson pick. I mean, that's a kid coming from Utah again with a, with a defense that always does the right things. I think, you know, the Bears blew it on the first pick with the tight end. Um, and after that, you know, um, you know, Quick can probably attest to this. Uh, Tulsa defensive end, uh, Trailus Gibson. Um, I don't know that. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of Tulsa. You probably see much more Tulsa than I have. Um, I don't know much about him. Seems like a bunch of average guys after that. I gave I gave Chicago a C. Um, the, the yeah, I mean Gibson is a player. He's got some uh, potential. He's a project though. Um, you know he, he he's might not make an immediate impact, but when you got Khalil Mack there in the same position, you 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 know you're not really expecting you know for him to step in and play game one. You know. I, as a player, Cole, listen, tight ends in this draft, besides maybe Al O that was picked over in Denver, I, I really wasn't a big fan of. Troutman was late, too. That's where these guys should have went. Clement was was way too early for the Bears. We talk about how many tight ends they have. None of them are good, though. You know, they literally have 10 tight ends on the roster now, and they have maybe one guy that you could say that's a player, and he's the rookie they just drafted. Jimmy Graham is done, you know, so I don't, I don't know what more that they're thinking of getting out of him. Uh, and Jalen Johnson, the, the, you know, they it's it, they're a man without a plan, really. You know, it seems like that they're they're kind of everywhere with it. it. It's they're not in the best division. I mean, spinning what's their that? Wheel. spinning their wheel. I don't know what they're doing. And I, I don't know if they have a game plan up there either. You know, um, Jim, I, don't I, mean, think, I, I think Jimmy Graham could be a good player. He just got a shitty attitude and. Jimmy, listen, Jimmy Graham's done though. He, it's over. He's Jimmy done. Graham experiment's done. He's been on his fifth NFL team. And yeah, it's not even about attitude because he actually had played decent in in Green Bay some uh, you know a couple games last year. But he just doesn't have the ability that he once did. That trade to Seattle really. I mean, they did not. They didn't even throw him the ball. He was. Yeah. He just went downhill from there. He was. He really, yeah. he really floundered there, and then he's been kind of like I guess a a journeyman ever since. Uh, any last thoughts on the Bears? The Bears suck. The Bears. I give them C. But thinking about teams that suck, the Detroit Lions with the third pick in this year's draft. Here's another spot, guys, that I really want your take. This is another spot where you could have traded out. And again, mm-hmm. here's sure. what I think. I really, before we get to Detroit specifically, do you think the fact that there were no physical visits, like what happened was the team at the top of the draft, like top 10, they just like, laser focused on their guy that they thought would be there for them. And that's who they went with. Cause that's a lot of the only reason I can think of a lot of these guys that didn't move, that there wasn't any kind of deals going on because there was this talk weeks leading in of like how much activity there would be. And I think the fact that no one had a chance to really meet people, they just, it's like you apply to one college, you get it, you go. That's I don't think that really hurt people by, by, by not going out there. I mean, he, these guys, they, they do their scouting and stuff beforehand. They know what they're going to do. Um, I, I did come in and maybe, could have affected one or two guys. I don't think a majority though it, it, it hurt a lot of guys or helped them. I think it hurts more of the communication between the teams because there was so much concentration trying to communicate within within their own organization, making sure they could talk to their own GMs and their own people, where some of that communication between the other organizations was lacking a little bit. So to do stuff like trading up, like the, the debacle in Atlanta, trading back, you know, like there was – 
you know, a lot of speculation from Detroit. But then Detroit came out and said that they all that pre-draft people were trying to trade up was all bullshit because they said no one no one reached out to them to try to trade with them. Now, I don't know if they tried to trade back, you know, but with, with that said, I think they actually had a very, very good draft. I, I really like what I really, really like what they did, especially with their first five picks. Um, Akuda, I don't know if he would have been my pick. I kind of liked Brown there. I think he just they help a little bit uh, immediate need, but secondary was a need too. And if that's their guy, at least he can't you know argue that. Um, DeAndre Swift, some have him as their best running back. I think he's a good fit there. Interesting fit with Carryon Johnson, but you know Carryon wasn't healthy that year last year too often. So, I mean, it's definitely something, uh, you know, you're talking about hedge your bets. If you get a, a much better player at that level, uh, Okuara from Notre Dame is definitely an edge player that they needed. And Jonah Jackson and Logan Stenberg from Kentucky. They got two of my favorite tack uh, guards in the draft. I, I, two guys that could just come in there and just beat people up. Stenberg is an absolute animal. He's an animal. The kid is just mean. He's your throwback football player, you, you know, that you did the classic guard, you know, the big ugly as you speak. So I like what they did. After that, you know, they got some speed at one of the receivers, but, you know, it's kind of unremarkable. But I, I'll give them a solid, a solid B, B plus, actually. Yeah, I, I didn't, I don't know. I kind of went the other way on this one. I disagree with you a little bit. Um, the Okuda pick I, I liked. Um, the A couple rumors that I heard were that Detroit didn't return the phone calls. Apparently teams wanted to trade with them, and they didn't want to hear anything about it. They wanted Okuda, and that was it. They didn't, they didn't want to hear anything about it. I, I honestly and hopefully uh, we don't have to deal with Mr. Sl- uh, Mr. Uh, Swift because I didn't really like the, the uh, DeAndre pick. Um. I just thought that Carryon Johnson was there, and they didn't need him at that pick. Um, I thought they could have went elsewhere, but I didn't even like him at that pick. I thought that they could have went somewhere else, um, a different running back if they were going to take a running back with that pick. Okawara, I, like I said, I, I watched Notre Dame. I liked that pick. The Jonah Jackson pick, like I said, I, I'm not as high on him as you. I know he, he was a first-team um, first All-Big Ten um, he's already 23 years old though. Um, not that, that matters. Um, they're saying he's profiling as a backup, um, which means he'll, which means he'll likely start for the lions. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Stenberg, you said you liked him as well, right? Um, oh, I, I really do. I mean, he was one of my favorite guards, him and Danny Pintner, uh, he's, that he's, Baltimore take. He's, saying he's six foot six. Um, but the, they're saying the taller he is, it might hurt him, but he should be okay. They're saying they're saying he's very good. Uh, I haven't seen him play much, so I don't I don't know. Uh, he's from Kentucky. Right. Uh, and, and listen, if you're if you're a guard in Kentucky, yeah. first of all, you know Kentucky's not very good. The next yeah. thing you know is that he's facing LSU and Alabama and 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 these guys yeah. every almost every game they're outmatched, and he's right. battling with them. So that's why I say I really, I really like I really like him as a makeup of a football player. Yeah, I'm I'm on like the CC minus range for them, um, just because the, the Swift pick, like I said, he not not that I didn't like the running back pick. I just thought that they could have went somewhere else with that. I'm not sure how he fits with Carryon Johnson, but uh, not terrible. But I like it. But like I said, they made it. They made a trade. Um, 
they, they traded 85, 149, and 182 and got 75 and 197 um, and made a couple other trades as well, which I thought was okay because they didn't trade three, like you said, uh, like Brian was saying. If they trade three, it might change their draft a little bit, but I thought picking Okuda there was fine for them. Yeah, I'm a little more bullish on Okuda itself. I, I liked Okuda at that pick. I think he he was the guy he targeted, and they they definitely wanted him, no matter what the the situation was. Um, DeAndre Swift, Mike, I'm with you. I I mean, you know, it, he's going to a situation where they already have Johnson, and and you know, why are you taking a guy there where you can go a different way and a different need? Um, so I give him points off for that. I do like Okara, um, Notre Dame. And Jonah Jackson is fine for me at Ohio State. Other than that, I mean, it really didn't impress me in the way of their draft um, for what they did. I give him a C, uh, solid C. I, I had him as a B because, again, I, I, in a perfect world, they move up to two to get Chase Young because Chase Young fit what they needed much more than he fits their Redskins. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought there was a deal there that even if you had to, again, three for two has been traded before, right? So it wasn't. Mm-hmm that crazy and I thought that they were better fits for each other's teams but I thought if you were going to go three get the elite corner you just lost Slay to, and, and basically for agency was really a trade but it was basically for agency because you weren't going to sign him to Philly so I was fine with that you know I, I think Swift's a very talented player and I, I, I don't know what his fit's going to be in Detroit I hope he gets a fair shake I, he, he could take the job from carry on Johnson it was not going to Johnson the picture of health get hurt if he gets hurt <laughs> and here's the thing too we know too. What Kerry on Johnson missed a few games. Uh, What's like six, seven games last year. Yeah. He had knee surgery. That takes time. I mean, and they know his medical a lot better than us do. So this is kind of a really a red flag for Kerry on Johnson. Really, I, mean, I think he's got one year left on his deal too. If I if I remember well, right, if his knee isn't right, he don't. It, <laughs> yeah. He ain't gonna have no time left on his deal. Yeah. Right. So I mean, that, that's that's a really red flag right there. Universally believed. I think to be the worst draft from everything that I've read was the Green Bay Packers. I'm agreeing with that. Yep. This was, you know, it isn't necessarily so much. So here's my thing on, on Jordan Love, right? I don't have any issue at all with a team planning for their next quarterback and the opportunity. It is my personal belief that Aaron Rodgers is elite for the next four, potentially five years. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So let, let let's be let's 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 head calm down on that a little bit, right? Let's say three right. years. Sure. Even even if he's on the short end, if he's still elite for three years, what mm-hmm. what are you doing with Jordan Love? Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely nothing but wasting a draft pick. Listen, this is not like the Eagles with the Wentz thing. That's just where's Havet? Where's Havet? I tried to get him. <laughs> He's not answering his text. Probably. That's how bad their draft is. And the they Packer gave up- analyst and the Packer fan won't come on this show because their draft was so bad. Didn't they give up three picks for him to move up? They did move up in the draft. I just- I'm yeah. I'm reading a lot of things, and they're saying that they're saying that AJ Dillon is the worst pick in the draft. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Well, he is the most replaceable person of this draft. <laughs> he he is Literally. very similar to Keyshawn Vaughn. And listen, and you have Aaron Jones there, and I know, I know, Brian T. You're going to start with his. Yeah. his he had a great year last year, though. I mean, I know. So did Jamal um, Williams? No, no. What he's going to say is, AJ's due for a deal. I don't want to give it. We know. We know. 
That's fine. If you, if they go, you don't pick you don't pick the AJ Dillon in the second round when you could have probably got him at a hundred at pick a hundred. Would he pick him at sixty? Right. He, that's what I say. He's not a top. He's not a top one hundred pick, and you, you pick right. him early. And so let's say let's say worst case scenario, right? You're not going to re-sign Aaron uh, Aaron Jones. You you don't re-sign Jamal Williams, who are both left. Okay. You still have him for this year. What do you do next year? You have a draft next year, right? So mm-hmm. just take a running back next year. Very simple. Sign a free agent running back. Yeah. They have they have problems. The, it was just questionable all over, right? So so but, but stick here on love, right? Wentz and Hurts, I think, is just a weird situation. And I really do think that I am right on that, that he is just the most expensive insurance policy in, in the NFL. That's how they yeah. do it. This is Aaron Rodgers staring into his staring at his tombstone with his name on it. You drafted his potential replacement because he's older. Like the writing is now on the wall. There is a it's not like he has one or two years left. He's got four. I mean, that's the that's where I think that they're just out trying to outsmart themselves. Yeah. It's you have this runway with this guy. You have a, they could have won the Super Bowl last year. They could win the Super Bowl this year. How do I not use this pick to help my team right now? Yeah. And on top who, of it, who drafts a, who drafts a six-two tight end? Tell me. It's not even that, Mike. They, there's what was their primary need coming in? A wide receiver. Wide receiver. In the deepest wide receiver draft any of us can ever remember, they didn't take one. Yeah, and they had a multiple picks, too. They have a lot of picks, yeah. and they didn't take any. I don't get it. I don't get it. And the stat that I read, Aaron Rodgers has one. It's Tony, go ahead. It's yours. I won't, I'll give it to you. That, that trivia question. It's, it's mine? Yeah, well, you brought oh, up. Yeah, yeah, what? One, one touchdown to a first-round <laughs> pick in his career. And it wasn't, and it was, wasn't even – Somebody that the Packers drafted. Yeah. If any of our of our listeners out there know know who it is that they he threw that one touchdown to, Brian Atard will send him a Starbucks gift card. Con, yeah, you know if you, I actually will maybe care. Comment yeah. if you know who the first round pick was that Aaron Rodgers. And while you guys and while you guys are doing that, I'll, I'll Put tell that you that on the board. The, the Packers third oh, round. Oh, he was coming in with that hot. He was coming hot on that, that one. All right, hold on for a second. While you guys are doing that. Yeah. The Packers' ninety fourth, the the ninety fourth pick in the draft. Okay, mm-hmm. they selected Josiah Deguara. Okay, he is a tight end from Cincinnati. Okay, that's like. You ready for this tight end from Cincinnati? Okay, he was invited to the Senior Bowl as a fullback. That's who they picked. That's who they picked as, a, as their tight end. It's funny because I asked Hav, and, and I thought that they needed, needed a tight end. I think that this is always a thing in Green Bay. you got to get a tight end. And he said they really like Jay Sternberg, who was a second-round pick last year. That makes the DeGuara pick even more questionable. In my so how, how about that? Aaron Rodgers just got a new fullback. Cool. I mean, Green Bay, they really laid an egg this year. They, they really didn't do anything right, I don't think. I mean, I think without, doubt, without doubt, this could be the, the worst grade of the drafts we give them. I mean, they're – they didn't hit on anything, really. I don't think it's, it's worse by a mile. Yeah, and when they called John Runyon, he hung up on him. Oh, really? Did you hear that one? No. No, no I didn't hear that one. He was, he was texting, and when the call came through, Green Bay was it came through Green Bay, Wisconsin. He declined it. The decline button by accident. They had to call him back. Wow. That's wow. Great. Well, I, I, go ahead. 
Their 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 draft, I, I think. Listen, we touched on Jordan Love, ab- absolutely horrible. AJ Dillon, absolutely horrible. And, and Dillon was very productive at Boston College, but he just doesn't click those boxes. He's got is an What's that? Three years, three years. He's got eight hundred and twenty carries too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was he was he was he was a workhorse there, and and I believe he did have an injury two years ago, if if I remember correctly. So it, it just really scratches scratches your head because. Like you said, Williams, Jones, they're they're good. They had a great year last year. Both of them complimented each other well. They they were very creative in the offense. Very good. I did like the Kamal Martin pick at Minnesota. I did like the Runyon pick, and I did like the Hanson pick. The interior, the the tackle Runyon. You know, he, he I've watched him a lot at Michigan. He's a player. He shut down uh, everybody's favorite boy Chase Young. Um, mm. You know, a combination. He didn't do it all himself, so let's not get too crazy about that. But it's it's just he's probably going to play guard in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. He has he has that makeup too. But you, but this goes. I think them and the Eagles are a different situation. But both of them are in the same with with the quarterback wise. But both of them are in the same situation where they're. They're playing for they're, – they're, they're teams that are going to the Super Bowl or, or trying to get to the Super Bowl, and they're just throwing away weapons for their quarterbacks. And it, it's, it, I mean, you could have took any position, any other position besides quarterback in the first round, even on defense, and there could be some culpability to the whole situation. But it's, it's just a fucking dumpster fire in Green Bay. A lot of melted cheese. What are the chances that Brady and Rodgers have new teams at the beginning of the season? No, zero. Rogers, zero. What if Rogers requests a trade? Then they tell him we respectfully decline. Well, they draft the quarterback in the future, running back in the future. Now he doesn't have to play. I guess his market be. What's he owe them? I'll give him. I'll give him Dak. I'm interested to see what's going to happen to Rogers in the next two years. I I think he's going to he's going to lose a lot of love. He's been there 15 years. They haven't they haven't drafted yep. him a full position player. What's he on there? He even said before the draft, you know, it would be nice if they if, you know, it'd be pretty cool to help the offense out. Yeah, instead of helping him, you hurt him. Uh, so so. The, to me, the Green Bay Packers logo the Green Bay Packers logo actually stands for their grade in this draft. I don't even give it an F, I give it a G. There you go. That may be too high. I gave him a solid F. Not good. Uh, not not good at all. Not 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 good at all. And again. They've given him nothing, it's and that's that's the. Can I give an F minus or? I gave him a G. So you you can give him a Q for all I can do. Do, do we have Hobbs take on this his draft at all? Uh, Hobbs liked the pick, didn't he? Stan Hobbs yeah. about it. Uh, realistic Hobbs thought they had the worst draft in the league. <laughs> there we go. And he and he and here's here's the thing too, guys. I brought this up where hurts. Jordan Love was up and down with like some people had him at a first round grade, some people had him at a fourth round grade with Fromm and Eason. So yeah. it's not only like you know when they're gambling for these backup quarterbacks, there is no absolutely zero friggin' guarantee that they're actually going to turn into something. And, I was surprised Love and, went that high, and they traded up to get him. Right, don't forget that. And if they don't, maybe they get another. Maybe they get a receiver. I don't know. Could you get? Could you maybe get the guy some help? Who's who? Who starts first? Love or love or hurts? That was love. I think love because I think Wentz gets an injury. 
So it hurts. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. That's what. I'm I mean, that that's the realistic, most realistic scenario is hurts yeah. starts because listen, of a, listen, an injury. Rod, Rogers isn't the healthiest either. No, he's not. He's messed up. No, he's not. But but both those guys are project quarterbacks. They're not even going to. I think they're going to be ready to play this year. Yeah. Exactly. Let, let, and and with the shit going on with the training camps and the virtual this and the virtual that, it's going to be tougher than normal for a rookie quarterback to come in and light it up. One hundred percent. Um, last but certainly not least, the Minnesota Vikings, who universally had a very, very good grade. And part of that's because they may have made 15 picks in this draft, which is a lot. Quarter of your roster or more. Um, the 22nd pick, and I want to start with, with Galetti here, I thought was the most obvious pick in the draft. As soon as they traded Stefan Diggs, you knew in a receiver deep draft, which is mighty why they did it, that they were going to go get somebody. And, and they were the beneficiary of the Eagles taking Rager because I like Jefferson more than Rager personally. I think he's a phenomenal fit in Minnesota. I, I, I'm sorry, Mike. You're good. Yeah, Mike. No, go ahead, Mike. I'll wait for you. Go ahead. No, no. I, I mocked Ayuk to them, and I got laughed at um, by a couple people. Not, not you guys. Um, and, well, because I mocked I, uh, Jefferson going to the Eagles – I was one pick off, but I mean, Jefferson going there is, is very good for them, obviously. Um, but uh, Gladney going there with the second pick, I thought was good. And then Ezra Cleveland going there, I think is very, very good for them um, with their third pick. You know, I'm, I'm going to kind of take a different spin on this. Why the hell do you need 15 draft picks? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to go the opposite way. Everybody's like, oh, well, stockpile your draft picks. I'm going to go the opposite way. Why not use those picks and get better picks at the top of the draft? I agree. You know what I mean? Like, you know what your team did make the team on the back end. You know what team did exactly what you said? What's that? You know what team did exactly what you said? Because there's no there's no way they should have 15 picks. The other team who had a ton of picks was Patriots. Right. They traded up. They yeah. got they traded up a couple of times, you know? right? But at that point, but they were doing it at a point. But you know, move up into the third round. You know what I mean? Instead of having they had two hundred three, two hundred five, two twenty five, two forty four, two. Like, what, what the hell? You need five seventh round picks for? What the hell is that going to do for you? Yeah. What's, what's the realistic date they make the roster? Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. They're wastes. And it's um, funny because, I mean, the only thing I can think of is if you if you have the – I mean, the, the, you got those guys that are like undrafted free agents and stuff, and maybe it gives the opportunity to make sure that you get the guys that you want. But, I mean, it made no sense. How do you not combine some of these picks or even just put them out the next year? Because you're yeah. not going to keep all these guys. So, at that point, right. you waste them. Yeah, um, I mean, the, your only logic is, I guess, just pick a bunch of them and hope they stick. But there's going to be four or five, even six guys on a, on this on this draft where they probably don't make the team. Yeah. So, you know, like Mike said, what's the sense of keeping all these picks? I mean, I like the three picks, Justin Jefferson, Madney, and Cleveland. Um, other than that, you know, they, they were – I'm sure they, they 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 drafted for need, it looked like. Um, you know, I, I, think, I think they did a good job. I think the picks were very excessive. They should have moved up and got some better players, but – Gladney's going to be 24 years old as a rookie. That, that, that's that's pretty old for a rookie. Yeah, for yeah a rookie nowadays. After the 26 year old ones. Well, he was also a fireman too. So remember <laughs> that. Oh, uh, comes back to the fireman. Come back to the fireman. Uh, no, I, 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 
I think I think Ezra Cleveland could have been a first round pick, and to get him where they got him is fantastic. It's at a yeah. need. I mean, they they knocked every need they had out of the park. Their top two needs were wide receiver and cornerback. Got them both in the first round. Great talent there. You, you gotta love that. This was my A plus draft. This was my, my best draft of the entire league because they hit everything. Get the volume, whatever. I I can't find a mistake other than you took too many guys. And if if that's the biggest mistake that you make. I can live with it. This was my favorite draft, A to A plus, depending on your grading level. I was happy with that. And I, and I think they did a very nice job. You know, the, the first few picks that they had, Justin Jefferson, Gladney, Ezra Cleveland, you guys all, you know, are, are really high on. Justin Jefferson, I guess he was the best receiver on the board. Um, he's more slot than outside. So I had, I think, Denzel Mims or something like that there, give him a little bit, something to stretch the field a little bit more. And I'm not completely thinking that Justin Jefferson is a can't miss wide receiver, but at this round where he's picked, you know, it's still it's still a good it's still a good pick to, to just see how what your expectations are for and playing it off of uh, Adam Thielen. Um, with as many picks as they have, I mean, Cam Dantzler, who you guys haven't mentioned, cornerback uh, from Mississippi State, had had a early second round grade by by a lot of a lot of players, and they was available in the third round. James Lynch, Ed Rusher from James, uh, from Baylor, uh, you know he was right there in that whole um, with whole section of those defensive linemen that really really fell. You know, and and it's crazy because him, Troy Die. I mean, their first seven picks were, were I think they knocked it out the park, um, depending how Jefferson pans out. Um, and they also got the Big Ten defensive end player of the year, Kenny Wilkes from Michigan State, which. He, he might be a solid pro for five years and, you know, he might not even, you know, get too much time to shine. Trading all those picks though, right? We talk about he has 15 picks. They have so many seventh round picks, so many sixth round picks. It is a little difficult to, to move those picks. Maybe, you know, pull them off for, for a year or two or something down the road, you know, and there's going to be a lot of free agents. So they had them, they made them. I'm not going to bash them. The point is, Quinn, I don't think four, four picks in the seventh round really – Make a big difference. I mean, maybe so how about, yeah, exactly. So how many teams are trading for seventh round picks? No, That's but like you said, you uh, said to package them up, maybe move some picks around for next year. There's always creative ways. All right, Mike, I'm going to give you three seventh round picks. Who, what are you going to give me for them? Sure, sure. Yeah, but you got to I'm just saying, there's ways to be creative. I'm just saying, I'm if, asking if you. you. You're gonna to have to move a third, a fifth, and a seventh, or you know, it's gonna be yeah, it's, 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 it's pieces to other, to other stuff. Yeah, exactly. So they're they're loaded with the sixth and seventh round pick. So I mean, do I give you a two seventh rounds for a seventh next year? Okay, maybe, but you know, then there has to be teams willing that really want a guy to be trade up for a seventh. Because sometimes, you know, we we look at past drafts. Of, uh, you know, you're looking at guys don't want. I, I remember hearing agents don't draft my guy, don't draft my guy, don't draft my guy. <laughs> Jason can't find it. That's what you get for a seventh round pick. Yeah, but the thing is, is like I'm looking, I'm I'm looking at the uh, like the hall that they got. Let me see if I can see it real quick. What team we on? What team, what team are we looking at right now? Yes, uh, where the hell was it? I was just looking at it. Uh, yeah. All right, so it was. So they, they traded pick 105, let's just say. They got 130, 169, 203, and 244. They got four picks for one. Right. And then and then they traded 201 and 209 and got two more picks. Like, you know what I mean? So they got four picks for one. So, I mean, you know, I mean, what are they supposed to do at that point? Yeah. So they traded four picks away and they ended up getting seven picks for them. 
So I mean, yeah, it, it could be tough to trade to trade picks away, but I mean, yeah, I, I just, can see you just got to take players and hope you hit with them, really. Yeah, I guess I can see the point. Scratch off tickets. That's all you got to do. Yeah, like Tom Brady years ago. And Jason with a great point here. They have as much because again, you got your UDFAs. But the question, I guess, to that is. Wouldn't you want to be sure you get the guy that you want? And I don't know how, how many uh, teams these guys actually talk to, but it seems like right when the draft's over, like just the ODFA is like it just like 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 a deluge. So there has been some conversation, obviously, but there's no guarantee. Listen, Tony Romo was supposed to be a UDFA that went to the Saints. He signed with the Cowboys. How many do each team, how many do each teams get? Ten or twelve? Third sign? I actually don't know the answer to that. I believe it's ten. Yeah, I because. There was a huge list of each team getting it. I think there's ten. I think you get. I think you get ten rookie uh, UDA. Okay. Which um, yeah, I mean, but no, there there is definitely co- uh, communication between the teams and and the, you know, hey, don't take my guy. There's a lot of that conversation going on. You know, they don't want to be that seventh round draft pick. They want their free free, and you know, obviously they don't. Um, they don't have to honor that, but to, you know, whatever football agent clutch sports who's now in the football. They might have a top prospect, you know, they might have, say, Christian McCaffrey, right? And they're going to ensure you, you don't want to create that that negative relationship with the agent. So you're going to do you're going to throw them a favor. All right, we're not going to take them. All right, we, you already have a deal over there. We're going to take somebody else. And that's kind of just like the back-end business side of it. All right. That brings us to the end of the NFC. If you had to pick a rookie of the year from the first-round picks, is it definitely year? Hmm. Rookie of the year. Offense, offense and the defense. You're hitting me with something I wasn't prepared for right now. Well, I'm going to say yeah. right now, I think it's very possible C.D. Lamb's the offensive NFL rookie, the NFC rookie. Uh, if that, I don't even know if that's an award or not, but I'm just saying I think it's very possible offensively that he becomes. Yeah, this, this, it's, it's an award. Offensive, the NFC rookie of the year offensively, just like yeah. ball? Okay. I think it yeah. might be Lamb. I think they're going to force feed Lamb. And I think that again, they're going to make sure they get their, they uh, they get their value out of them. Um, I think, I think by default it's going to be Burrow. No NFC, NFC. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I was, I was thinking I number, was I'm thinking number one pick. I'm, um, let me re, let me reassess here. You thinking about? Did I put you on the spot? I'm sorry. No, no, I'm thinking of the of the picks in order now. Let me look at this real quick. Uh, you, you want me to go? Yeah. Yeah, good. See, I think CD Lamb is is definitely making noise, but I think production, where they took him, I think everything screamed this is DeAndre Swift is going to get the ball. He's going to get the ball a ton. Um, out of the rookies, just in the NFC, I would think he would be my favorite uh, to be NFC rookie of the year. Hmm. I was thinking DeAndre Swift as well, only because you don't know the health of uh, Johnson. I mean, you know, he's he's been hurt a bunch uh, last last year a bunch, and here's a guy who could prove his worth and get a good opportunity. So, yeah, I, I'd go with DeAndre Swift. Oh, man. It's quick. Do you just not want to say Lamb because you thought you were going to No. What? Well, I don't know if I say Werps. Well, here's the, th- here's the thing, though, guys. Listen, look at opportunity. I got one. So you Rakers, Rakers could be up there too. Dude, this is Jalen Hurts. No. no, 
Dude, there's not even that many to pick from. <laughs> no, there, there, there's, there's not. I mean, unless, uh, you know. All right. I'm going to, I just want to go somebody different because I don't want to pick Lamb. Right. I'm going to be, I'm going to be that guy. You want to be spiteful. I'm going to be that guy. Spiteful. I'm, I'm actually going to go because I do think they're going to force feed this guy the ball. I'm going to go Justin Jefferson because I, because I do think Cousins is going to force feed him the ball big time. I can't disagree with that. I mean, again, the only difference, well, because I think he will be his Stefan Diggs. Well, Diggs had a problem with his production last year because Yeah. Well, yeah. That that precursed all of this. But but it depends. If they go run heavy, but Thielen is Thielen gonna be his guy, you know. But listen, you're talking rookies though. I mean, how many rookies? I mean, look, you have what? Ayuk, Jefferson, Rager. Lamb, uh, Mims. I'm, I'm just looking. At, I'm just looking at the first round. Let me let me let me pick your brain, right? Because I'm just looking at the first round board. You know, in the a, last ten years, yeah. NFC offensive rookie of the year. Okay. How many times do you think it was a receiver? Probably not a lot. Twice. One yeah. time, Odell Beckham. It's either quarterback who's going to come in and start, or it's a running back that gets opportunity. Um, yeah, but do you see any of these rookie quarterbacks coming in and starting now? I don't. I don't see an opportunity for a rookie quarterback to come yeah. in and start unless unless you're talking about a Hurts or or Rogers injury right. or right. or somebody coming out of the blue, um, like you know for whatever reason. So that's that's where kind of you know the 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 running back that is going to get the most opportunity I think is Swift and and, and I think that's kind of the logical thinking. Um, the other thing too, are you guys not worried about um, receivers, rookie receivers? It seems like that it was, it was always a thing. It took receivers two or three years to actually develop. I mean, when you look at where you, when you're looking at fantasy football stats and, and that kind of that kind of stuff. It, it, there was always a the, the third year receiver is when they take out. It seems like it changed a little bit, you know, where some receivers are having a little bit more impact recently. Could be because of some of the rules, but doesn't that worry you guys a little bit? To a point, yeah. this, this draft mm -hmm. was so heavy with guys that would be. I, I mean, you could really have made the case, right, that either Lamb, Judy, or Ruggs could have been a number one receiver in the past couple drafts at receiver. Like this was just such a deep draft that there's like there's three guys that legitimately, you know, in different years could 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 be the the big one. So th that's like I think where I'm coming from is I think Lamb's landed in a situation where he can be productive immediately because I think that they're they are going to force feed him the ball, and I think that he's he's surrounded by a lot of offensive talent despite the fact that I think the quarterback sticks. That's my personal opinion. I, I would love to be wrong about that more than anybody in. The you think he has more opportunity? But I mean, there, there's a lot. I mean, we've talked about Lamb though, but how much? How much? There's only one football in Dallas. I know. Zeke yeah. needs the ball more than he had last year. Cooper needs the ball, right? And then, then you, then you got to mix in either Lamb or you know, or Michael Gallup. Jarwin. Jarwin's going to be mixing. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's not. I look. I, I might have even Rager ahead of Lamb in that thing because they're going to be looking to get him the ball a lot. Because he, yeah. he's really the only playmaker that they have outside of Miles Sanders. That's fair. Yeah. 
Any last thoughts as we wrap up the NFC? Mm. Are we doing AFC on Thursday? Did we? Did sure. We That's fine. Like, sure. Last thoughts about the NFC draft. Eagles will be happy they passed on Justin Jefferson for Jalen Rager. But they were happy that they took like Jalen. Listen, you got to just let it play out, man. What do you think? Do you really think – we're in the trust tree here. Nobody can yell at you. Do you really, really honestly, do your heart of hearts think they brought him in to replace Carson Wentz? Because I don't. Uh, I, uh, Jason, Jason, rate the Cowboys. I think they were A's all around. Were they A's all around for Dallas? Yeah. Okay. I, I think I gave him a big. I, 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 you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> they they were day two and on was awesome for them. I mean, even if I well, have that reservation. Why does he get so mad? I'm not mad. I just I don't understand why he called me a fucking idiot. But you gave whatever. him a B. Disagrees with your You're the only person in, in America. I think I gave him a B plus. Maybe I gave him an A. I don't know. I don't remember what I gave him. Give him an A. Hand out the A. Go ahead. A. There it is. There you go. There you go. You asked me a question about Hertz. But here's just here's my thing, and I, I want to end the show with this. I didn't want this to overwhelm the first part of the show, and it's just us talking now. But I'm overwhelmed. Nothing to me indicates anything more then they've been burned not having a capable backup. So they want to groom one that can be there for the period of his rookie contract. They think that they'll be able to trade him for at least what they got, what they paid for him. And if, if, if Carson decides to walk or, or gets an, 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 another injury that he's out for, I mean, maybe he decides to walk from the injury or just because we have insurance. I just had this idea that there's this like tinfoil hat plan to, you know, get Wentz out of town a year after signing a $100 million deal, and we're going to give the ball to Jalen Hurts. And, you know, Ant and I have gone back and forth on this. I'm not going to change his mind. He's not going to change mine. I look at the Eagles' front office as not that bright, generally. Their drafting is pretty bad if you look back the last couple of years. It really is. So do I think that they're smart enough to put together this elaborate, like, labyrinth of, of things that get them to a point where they can trade Carson Wentz Keep all that dead cap, which it's still dead cap. Nobody can. You're just getting some of the discount. You're, you're, you're trading in the car underwater. You're still rolling it over. So I don't buy that. I think if you were going to make this decision, you don't give him the deal last year. If you have any reservations at all, you don't give him the deal last year. You pick up the fifth year option and you go from there. You can franchise him if you really want to. You control him without that. That's what to me, Mike, and I, you guys can just chime in as we end the show. This he is an insurance policy. They're going to groom with some upside that they can move forward, so move something out later. All right, hold on for a second. You said that the, let's just let's just take this step by step. What do you mean by start with their drafting is pretty bad? It's not. It's not good at all. But let's talk about it. Last, what do you mean? How, how far are we going back to talk about this? I mean, I I sent this. Hold on, I have it on my phone. I, I, I took screenshots. Are we going back like Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson? Like how far are we going back here? Because they've hit on some pretty good ones. I, don't have, I must have deleted it. Eagles. All right, well, last year, let's remember that. Miles Sanders is pretty much the only one they hit on. Dillard. Well, we don't know. We don't know. He's going to start far left hand. So last year, obviously, it sure looks like Ortega Whiteside's a bust. Okay. Listen, it was his first year. He, he couldn't be, he couldn't get on special teams, bro. 
He's not going to play special teams player. That's a whole different different type of player. He's going to be used there. But he's not going to. He's freaking a bean. He's a beanpole. If you want to talk about last year's draft, Dillard and Arthega Whiteside are to be continued, but had did not have a good rookie season. Right. That is correct. Miles Sanders is a player, plain and simple. He's a player. They drafted they, they drafted Clayton Thorson in the fifth round and walked away. That's that away. was bad. That was bad. Right. Go back to the year before. Goddard's fine. Wasn't really in need, but he's fine. Maddox is playing. Nobody else is. Josh Sweat. What, what's Josh Sweat? I mean, we. we I, I'm not even going to. Could have been a first rounder that 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 year. Yeah, the first round. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> 17 draft was god awful. Start to say the players. Say who the players are. Derek Barnett. Okay. What do you mean god awful? He starts. He's okay. He's not. He's not great. They just picked him up, right? They just extended him. Sidney Jones. Mm. Russell Douglas. Still playing. Matt Collins. Terrible. Humphrey. Shelton Gibson, Nathan Gary, and Elijah. Oh, not very good. Like even before that, I mean Aguilar and Eric Rowe. I mean Marcus Smith. I mean what I'm saying is. All right, listen. They they there are some bad ones they did not hit on, but they have guys here who have been here for ten years that they've hit on pretty good. And listen, not a lot of draft picks are going to be. You know, what are you going to do? Let me give you some scenario. Let's say right now you woke. Hey Mia, you woke up tomorrow and they. Tra- Carson Wentz. Number one, your instant reaction. Number two, it's for picks. Do you feel comfortable having how we make those picks? I, I told you the other day, I think Joe Douglas was a big part. Yeah. And I think he did fine. I don't know. And we're going to find out. I'll, I'll tell you right now, looking, I pulled up the Eagles drafts in the last five, ten years. They're, they're a lot, even though they won, they won the Super Bowl in that time period. So that might cover up a lot of the issues. There, there were some horrible drafts. Horrible. A couple. They've had a couple of bad first round picks, but a lot of their first round picks. Listen, not even they've had some very good teams though, and they've they've missed on a lot of twenty to twenty four picks. They they haven't the picks that they've had high picks on, like number four Lane Johnson, two McNabb, two Wentz. Like I'm saying. Those picks, they've pretty much hit on every one of those picks. Well, they they haven't had any colossal busts. That's that's true. Like a Marcus right. Smith, Marcus Smith was bad. Well, um, he was twenty, but he was twenty six. That was no, no, no. That was uh, that was what's his name? That was what the hell? Freddie Mitchell pick was bad. Like shit, like that was bad. No, like, dude, Walker, firefighter, not picking, but not picking. Um, who's uh, a twenty six year old? Who's a firefighter? Danny Watkins. Danny Watkins. That's why. Everybody, everybody keeps saying, "Well, they traded up to get Brandon Graham, and that, sh- that was the that was the year they should have got Earl Thomas." And then Brandon Graham makes the play in the Super Bowl, and then people forget about it. Like you know what I mean? Like it's stuff like that. <clears throat> well, but, I don't think. I mean, like I said, once they started utilizing Brandon Graham better, I mean, exactly. and 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 so Brandon Graham was ten years ago, and he's the only player in the league from that draft still. From their draft, he's the only player that's still in the league. Really, Brandon Graham. Everybody else, no one else is in the league. Um, the Danny Watkins draft, no one else is in the league except Jason Kelsey and and Deion Lewis. Right? That was that was I guess that was uh what was that Chip's first draft? Yeah. Or second draft? I think so. Yeah. The the, the next year, the the, the twenty twelve, they they took Fletcher Cox, Kendricks, Vinnie Curry, Nick Foles, Boykin, uh, Dennis Kelly. Solid year. How the hell are you a quarterback factory? You took a fifth round pick last year. He's gone already. And then they took then, then they took Matt Barkley, bust. 
with Lane Jansen, Ertz, great. Benny nice. Logan was Benny solid. Logan was okay. Yeah. Marcus Smith, Jordan Matthews, Josh Hoff, Jalen Watkins, Taylor Hart, Ed Reed, Bo Allen. Horrible. Horrible. Aguilar, Rowe, Hendricks, Jordan Hicks. I mean, Aguilar, Rowe, Hicks. Okay, this year. Well, until until last year, but Hicks. he was serviceable. That's what I'm saying. This was uh, – the first two picks here was good with Wentz and Sayamalu. Right. Smallwood, <laughs> Vitae, Countess. Okay, but You have to give him some credit for Jalen Mills, although I don't think he's a great player. Um, he is – as a seventh-round draft pick, he is a starter or rotation player, you know. See, the 17 draft looks very bad now yeah. when you look at it. Yeah. Overall, looks very bad. Let's not forget the seventeen when 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 Sidney Jones was drafted, everybody was like he was the number one cornerback in the draft. If he didn't get hurt and everything like that, well, he got healthy and he sucked. He, sucked. he still sucks. Yeah, that was a lot of smoke being blown up people's asses. That you know that, that I think is they're trying to make up. I just I just don't think he was brought in to get for Wentz to go. I, so I, I mean. So, so Valori, looking back on these drafts now that you take a solid look at actually who they were, you can't say that they were there. They've been had a, a historically very good drafting history. Well, uh, the only thing I will say is you got to give you got to give Dillard a little. You got to give him this year at least. Well, take 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 last year out of the equation, right? Take oh, out hey, hey guys, I, I got a roll. So right. I'll see you guys on Thursday night. Everybody out there. All right. Good night. All right. Take care, Mike. Take 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 the last five years, not including 2019. All right, they're, they're, it hasn't been good, man. 15 draft was very bad, and the 14 draft was probably very bad too. Okay, the so 13, 13 draft, Mikey, you just said 14, 15, and 17 are very bad. Is that making the point? Yeah, but I'm saying they hit the, the 12 draft was probably the best one. 12 and the, the first half of 12 and 13. I mean, it, listen. It's probably not very good now that I look back at it, but um, listen, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like just jury still out on a couple of them. Just thinking about it, it doesn't seem like as bad as it is because the Super Bowl was there. But then when you actually kind of look look back at it and look at it on paper like that, it it, it looks a lot worse than kind of memory. I'm not sticking up for any of them. I'm just uh, you know for 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 the ones that they did not hit on. I'm just saying. I, I think it, I think it could be a lot worse than it is. And a lot of their free agent signings definitely helps them out. They're not afraid to go out. And but, Mike, we always joke around, right, that every free agent that comes across the board, the Eagles are linked to. Why? Of course. They can't draft to fill the holes. But what I'm saying is they, I don't think that they're like Daniel Snyder and they go out and get the best, the, you know, the most the high-priced guy to just fill a need. I, I really think that they, you know, they get a guy because they feel like they could, they could help. Wow. I mean, if you if you if you scroll down and look at the Cowboys draft too, it's just insanely good, actually, compared to or, you know. Yeah, it's it's saving them. I mean, again, I'm excited to see what they do with an actual head coach. I mean, I think the last few years have been wasted with a shitty one, frankly. The last ten years. Yeah. Tony Romo's whole career. Yeah, but wait a minute. But real quick, so I don't before I, we're gonna get done here in a minute. But um, go back to the UDFAs, right? So, Romo goes to the Cowboys instead of the Saints over $10,000. And he becomes Tony Romo. Yeah. Like, don't you think the Saints, if they had an extra seventh-round pick, would have just taken him? 
I mean, I don't, I don't remember the, the specifics and time period exactly, but I mean, was that before they got Breeze? But, but they, what I'm saying is, they were talking to him. They but, but if, Tony, if Tony Romo goes, if Tony Romo goes to another situation, he doesn't become Tony Romo. That's yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's like that. You know, I mean, if 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 David Carr back in the day doesn't get drafted by Texans and get killed, I mean, he might develop into a good quarterback. I mean, how many? You know the the dumpster fire in the Cleveland Browns. How many careers careers have they ruined? I mean, it's it, a lot of it is situation when you're talking quarterbacks when the talent is is isn't is kind of similar. Yeah. Any last words, kids? No, you got me looking at these drafts now. And they're all depressed, right? Kind of. Yeah, that's about right. All right. Well, listen. We'll see you all Thursday for the AFC. It'll do it. All right. Take care, boys. All right. See you guys. Give the Cowboys a B. Kill yourself. I even gave him an A minus, and I'm, I'm a 